Hey guys, welcome back to Digital Pen Pals Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Schertz, artist and uh, content creator. Um, and we're doing something a little bit new here. If, if you can't tell, we have video here on YouTube, uh, which is kind of a cool new experiment. I'm, I'm really interested to try that out. Um, but today I have my special guest. Oh, actually, I can gesture to you now. This is kind of cool. Uh, I have my special guest here. This is Matt. Want to introduce yourself, I'm, Matt? I'm Matt Price. I'm a magician comedian from Florida, but now I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, I met Matt through like kind of the cliche now, now on the podcast, but met him through TikTok. So that's pretty cool. TikTok's been a very huge connecting factor for, I think like a lot of people. Um, and, uh, Matt, how long have you been doing, um, TikTok and stuff? Oh, I don't even know, man. I would have to go back and take a look. I do, I do a lot of social media stuff, but I, I remember being in on it whenever everybody was making fun of it. Yeah. Right. That's when I, whenever. <laughs> Yeah, like okay. uh, TikTok's just full of uh, what was it at the time? It was just a bunch of, and it still is full of uh, of uh, uh, cosplayers, right? Yeah. Cosplay and uh, what I would like to call a bunch of people who just didn't fit in. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's uh, where I was like, you know what? This kind of feels like home. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I like the I like the the, the not fitting in vibe. That's, I fit I fit right in in the places it does. I'm shooting, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's cool because just anyone could be on there. You can do anything you want. Um, so for you, I know, uh, I, I guess you should explain what you, you do. I'm, I'm still kind of getting into the podcaster mode, but uh, <laughs> well, tell us what tell us what it is that you do. I mean, I do magic and comedy. You know, I, I sketches, uh, you know, jokes, you know, magic of course um i kind of mix it up man it, it's just like i call i call my tiktok just a bunch of brain droppings to use george carlin's phrase he had a book called brain droppings but that's kind of what i use tiktok for it's like man i got all this clouded stuff going on in my head that i could never make into a movie never make into a a, a bit that is going to go on stage in my stage show it's never going to be uh a bit in my uh in my act so i'm like why not why not just do it on tiktok right yeah, I think it's kind of a cool just place where you can just drop whatever creative thing you can think of. And yeah, whether whether it's for, you know, something trashy kind of video, it's I think it's just all in good fun and it's good exercise to just keep the creative juices flowing on like whatever oh, it is you do. I'm not kidding, man. Uh, I mean, from going live and coming up with just stuff and getting rid of I think getting rid of a lot of my ideas on TikTok has made my stand up better. You know, like it really has. I, I've talked it out enough to where I'm like, you know what? It feels right. I'm getting rid of all the bad stuff. Not that I'm not that all my TikToks are bad. You know what I mean? But I'm like stuff stuff that will never make it into my stand up act. So I'm like, once I get rid of all of those ideas and I put them all on TikTok and they work as a video, then I'm like, you know what? Now I can just focus on my uh, on my stand up and it's been getting better. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Plus, I know for for one, you I mean, it's how we met it was through a, the one of the TikTok live duos. Uh, you randomly like called me and I was like, huh usually i say no but let, let, I, i'm feeling whimsical let me just click accept and see what see what this guy's all about and i was just like impressed with like you know afterwards after following you realizing how how long and how much time you're spending on tiktok lives but i think that's been great for you because i understand from from at least your perspective is you're using it as like a cool like almost like street performance like you're just practicing without having to be the pressure of being on stage and stuff right well, I don't know about the pressure of being on stage because I never felt like I mean I'm I've been doing magic for so long, comedy for so long, that it feels like uh, you know like I don't get that 
I don't get that same butterfly feeling that everybody, I guess, is afraid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get that. I, I get like a little bit of a rush, you know, and then I and like so I kind of look forward to it now. But, um, you know, I, I guess I'm, maybe I'm broken. But <laughs> so I can't say I can't say that I've got like, um, I don't know. I just don't I don't use it for anything other than what it is. I use it for TikTok lives. You know, I like I'm not using it as a tool. I, I go live with people. I try to do magic for people. I try to make people laugh. But, I, you know, I'm trying to just steer them towards my content and, you know, me as a person and try to, you know, try to make it big because I'm at the pat, I'm, you know, I'm at the <laughs> point of no return. You know what I mean? Like if I can't turn back now. Yeah. You know, I can't get a nine to five either because if I got a nine to five, man, I would lose my hair. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you there. Um, yeah. And like as as I've kind of like stalked you a little bit on Instagram, kind of just trying to get a little bit more perspective on like where you're coming from. Uh, I find it interesting. I, I didn't realize that you had moved from Florida to over there in L.A. Yeah, I moved here uh, whenever I was 22. I'm now 27. Oh, dang. I just turned, turned 27 in May. Um, the last day of May, actually. And uh, so this is this is just a weird age, man. But anyway, uh, yeah, I moved here whenever I was 22. 27 is weird because, you know, like, I know, like, all of my favorite artists, well, you know, music artists, like, literally died at my age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a weird thing. Like, you know, you, you know the 27 Club, right? Like, yeah. they have... Right, they all apparently died with white lighters in their in their pocket. They were all left-handed, right? And they were all, you know, they were in that they were in the same circles. But I mean, for the most part, you know, music and you know, there were some other artists that are considered there too. But but then then like I, I look at that and I'm like, I don't feel bad, you know? What I mean? Like I don't feel like I, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I'm not gonna go, you know what I mean? At 27, I know that. I don't know how. I don't know. I guess I'm overthinking it. But it's just a weird age, man. But I, no, I moved here whenever I was 22. I was 22. I just turned 22. I was 21 on the road on the way to L.A. And then I turned 22. And I was I lived in my car for like nine months before I found my first apartment. Wow. Uh, that is an experience. Uh, I lived off of street tacos mainly. Um, <laughs> Which you're now famous you know. for on TikTok. Yeah, unfortunately that. Um <laughs> To, to my dismay, I guess you could say I'm famous for tacos. Because it's like, you know, you think you sit down and you try to create something and you think so hard. And, you know, I do so much writing and so much practicing and so much performing. And then I'm like, one day I was like, hey, you know, it'd be funny if I ate a taco upside down just to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> and I did. And it worked. And then that went, I'm not just, it's not just popular on TikTok, dude. That thing went viral on Instagram. It went viral on Twitter. Like, there's a Reddit page about it. Wow. Like, it's crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. People, and, and a lot of it was just like, dude, is that really like how you eat tacos? That's my most asked question. And I'm like, you know what, man? You should just get to know the rest of my material and the rest of my content and then come back to me whenever you, uh, whenever you put that together. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're uh, going to have to pull me on track, man, because I'll just go. <laughs> so if you, I, I started with the 27 Club. We ended with street tacos. All right. I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's cool, too, because we're actually the same age, and my birthday's also in May as well, as, like, we talked one time on, on TikTok Live a while back. Um, I think it's kind of interesting, like, you know, two different people, uh, just same age, but, like, completely different lives, and I think that's just so cool how um, different interests can take you to different places in the world. Um, and uh, for you, like, I, I know you, you meant, had mentioned you've been doing magic since you are really young, right? Seven years old, yeah. Nice. 
Um, and you... for for you, like what what kind of drove you to decide to make it into a career? Uh, I mean, that's a loaded question almost because mm-hmm. I don't I I know, but there's so many like moving parts. Like literally, uh, I got fired from working at a pawn shop. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I was working at a pawn shop whenever I was 18, and I quit. I quit my first job I ever had to work at the pawn shop. First job I ever had was uh, was selling a cleaning product in a flea market, right? We had a we had a cleaning product, and you know, rub, scrub, push, and shove, ladies and gentlemen, gather around. I'm going to show you how this product gets down. You know, like hey, right into your rug, and I'm showing them how to you know like clean their rugs and stuff like that, and. And I liked that job a lot because I only had to do it on the weekends. You know, this was before I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So really, really liked that job. And then a guy came up to me. I thought, dude, I thought I was making buku money. You know what I mean? I thought I was like on the weekends. I, I would, you know, I would clean house, literally, like pun intended. But I would literally just be mopping it up. And for a 17, 16, 17-year-old kid, that was freaking, like the money that I was making was great, you know? Yeah. And then I could pull on Monday. So it was just, a, it was like the perfect job. And I did that whenever I graduated high school, too. I was still in that uh, frame of mind. And, uh, uh, you know, the pawn shop right next door was hiring. And I was like, how much money would I be getting paid? Because I have a weekend job, but I don't have, you know, like, right, you know, like the full time nothing, you know. And they told me and I was like, well, looks like I'm quitting this job, you know. So I quit. Uh, I quit my job as the cleaning uh, pitchman. And uh, I got in with uh, got in with pawn with a pawn shop that I don't want to name. Mm-hmm. And then I got fired from that because they put me at the same flea market as the cleaning products to sell the junk in the pawn shop that wouldn't be picked up. Right. Like nobody was buying it. So they're like, take it to the flea market and sell it for cheap. At the time, I was 18 and I was I was just so dumb. I realized my boss went to Vegas and I was like. You know, and I, by, by the way, I've been doing magic forever. Okay. Right. So, so, uh, I realized my boss goes to Vegas and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to set up this junk booth. Right. I'm going to do a magic show. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I utilized his booth, a whole bunch of people walking around. I built a big crowd, like a, you know, like a street performance, built a big crowd, started doing my magic show. And uh, I would take the hat off, hold it out, and then, you know, people would come in and just start filling it up with money, you know, and then they would leave. Well, one guy comes over, puts money in the hat, and I'm looking at the hat, and I look up, I'm like, thank you very much. And he goes, dude, great show, you're fired. Right? Dang. And I was like, yeah, it turns out my boss was in the crowd, and he fired me on the spot, Yep. and I, uh, I lost it. And then I was like, you know what, man, if I made money – doing this i could do this on the street so i became a street performer wow that's a huge turning point yeah i mean you know you go from having a regular job where you know you're going to make money to now you're performing on a street and you don't know you're going to make money you know because the money is in their pockets and you gotta you gotta do the show and you gotta be good enough for them to take the money out of their pockets and put it in your hat right yeah that's that's really difficult um so like how long did you do street performing then was that just until you decided to move to la or was it kind oh, of short term 
Oh, no, that's what I did whenever I uh, slipped in my car. That's what I do on occasions now. Uh, you know, it's um, it's something that I'm really trying to push out of my life. I'm not going to lie. I'm really trying to get, you know, to a, to a point where I can 100% say I can do magic and comedy clubs and do, you know, do my, my stand-up comedy and my magic and, and blend it together, get the respect from the comics, which is the most important thing, and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and do my, my thing for a living the way that I want to do it, which is, you know, which is a double-edged sword. You know, you're like, I want to do this for a living. They're like, well, we'd appreciate it if you didn't do the magic part. And you're like, you know what? No, you're going to like it. Like, and I'm just, you know, I, I think that's an artist mentality. That's like a street performing mentality. It's like, no, 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 I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what I want to do, and I'm going to figure out a way to make money with it. Right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, to, to go back to your earlier question though like the loaded part was kind of just every little thing like i'd always wanted to do magic for a living right and it took getting fired to be like you know in, in the in the fashion that i you know it, it, it's kind of like i don't believe in the universe i used to whenever i was like whenever i first got out of high school like i don't believe in the universe theory like the the law of attraction mm -hmm. right i used to whenever i was in, whenever i first got out of high school man i read the alchemist you know like i was reading the the paulo coelho book and I was like, man, oh, man, I believe in this with all my heart, you know. And then, uh, you know, like at the time I was like, man, this that's exactly what this was. This was the universe like conspiring to make to make me go in this direction. But, you know, now that I'm older, I realize your body's more chemistry than anything. But the uh, like you you're like when you're. I don't know, man, it, it still feels weird that that's how that happened. Yeah, right just a strange thing you have this whole group uh you know you, you have this whole experience and then boom you know next thing you know you're you're living in los angeles you know it's um it's like i don't know it it, it definitely look if i was if i was I look I, I don't know i don't know how to put it man i'm definitely uh it's working and it feels like it's the universe but you know that i don't know if you read the paulo coelho book but i have not you know. i don't think i've even heard of it but that sounds interesting. Yeah. Still a good book. I still go back and read it, but I don't believe it. You know, it's just a good right. story. Right? Yeah, it's just right. a good story. We appreciate it uh, as a book. But, you know, again, but, uh, dude, 18-year-old Matt was completely, like, law of attraction, uh, write it in a journal, it, try to make, you know, try to manifest it. I was doing all of that so hard, and then I listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of throw that out the window. Um you know, he, he set that on fire with the blowtorch, but. Right. Yeah, that that's crazy. Like, that feels almost like a movie. I mean, I feel like that kind of scene, like, it, it's kind of hard. Like, I guess in life, there's some moments that feel kind of like almost like this huge theatrical kind of feeling where you're like, wow, that was that was a big moment. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think those moments are fun. Like, I'm kind of like the person that I like when I think about life or I think about events in my life, sometimes I almost like romanticize them in a way where it's kind of like, cause I, I like doing video stuff as well. And I really appreciate like good cinematic, you know, stuff. And, and, uh, for me, sometimes I, I feel like sometimes I look at my own life as a movie. If I have memories, sometimes it's almost like film, like a movie. It's kind of weird, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's fascinating how that just kind of all went down. Yeah. dude. It, I mean, it's more crazy than anything in my opinion. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, you know, if there was an example, like if I was decide if I decided that I wanted to make a bunch of money 
go on a you know go on a motivational speech uh, thing you know and promote the the law of attraction. I've got a story, you know, like I've got I've got like a you know I wanted to be a magician so bad, professional, wanted to do this for a living, and then it was just handed. It was literally like, oh okay, here you go, right? Quit this stupid pawn shop job and uh, you know go live your dream, pal. And it's been a struggle, and I'm a struggling artist, but you know. Here I am. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And, and yeah, uh, I kind of forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast too. It's like uh, something I think I mentioned to you. I like typically most of the people I interview have been like, you know, more like the cliche. Oh, I'm an artist like drawing and stuff like that. And I find it fascinating. And it's something I've been wanting to explore more of is like kind of understanding other types of artists because, you know, art is such a broad subject. It's not limited to just one thing, you know. And right. For me, I, I love kind of learning about people's um, like different means of art. Like there's different techniques and things that they go through. And especially with magic, there's a lot of things that I, I didn't even know much about. Because like as a kid, I, I tried doing some magic stuff before. Um, but obviously to no avail because I wasn't, I, I wasn't determined enough. Or maybe I was just too interested in too many things all at once that I had to kind of pick and choose. Like, okay, these would be my two main things I try to focus on, you know. Um, but... I just think it's it's so fascinating because uh, there, there's always like similarities too, and I, I know we were talking earlier about in the other live stream how um, you know those similarities kind of cross over when it comes to like you know for example like we're talking about copyright and how you know you have certain jokes or, or certain tricks I should say uh, that are basically coined or or owned. It's like a uh, I, I'm assuming it would be intellectual property, right? Technically, or is it there's another term. That's exactly what it would be. It would be intellectual property. Um, you know, but if you adjust this and twist that and mix this and mix that, all of a sudden that becomes yours. And then, uh, you know, then everybody's like, oh, okay, well, we see the building blocks. And then, you know, that that those building blocks is what becomes that new thing that, that people attach your, you to, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, but yeah, it would be intellectual property. Right. That's a cool. long long-winded answer my bad but there oh you no go. yeah no that's good yeah i just found that super interesting and it was something that i i think just was so cool to see like you know with art it's the same thing with uh you know copyright you know you can't just trace someone's artwork and call it your own um but if you use things as reference and you know you can take color palettes from you know you can take a whole entire color palette from someone someone's artwork and use it and it's not it's not infringing on any intellectual property you know versus if you we're just blatantly tracing or copying someone's work and calling it your own. Um, that's like, you know, theft. And I, I just thought that was so cool that there is that same idea, which I had never really thought about with with uh, magicians and the tricks that they create and how you can mix and match them and then create it into your own thing. Um, I just I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. You want a visual example? Oh, yeah. This would be great, especially because we're on video now. <laughs> well, so you have the, the SpongeBob trick, right? Right, mm -hmm. right, and you just kind of whoop. I dropped one. Hold on, let's, let's try this. Oh, oh, I'm about to fall. Okay, here we go. It took one, right? You it, right? You tap your thumbs together, and it jumps from here to here, right? Sick. So, classic, right? Right. Well, you know what's you know once you start doing magic for so long, and you start to realize that you have a style of your own, you kind of add something to it, right? So instead. Instead of doing like uh, like this, it started out like, hmm? right? <laughs> and then 
he starts taking it a little bit farther. I mean, it's the same move. It's the same. It's the same trick. You're just adding new elements, right? Right. So you take them all, huh? And then all of a sudden, you got it coming out of your neck, ah, and that's what it is now. <laughs> so you, it's the it's literally the same move using the same principles that have been around forever. I just put it in a different way and have a different climax, you know. So it or a different not climax, a, a, a finale, a, a, a production, you know, like it comes out of my neck, or like a storyline, right? New, yeah, yeah, new storyline. Sure, it's um, it's it's the same exact thing with everything. Music, there's only so many chords, right? Um, jokes. I mean, I I feel like I've heard um, a friend of mine say that. There is no new. There are no new jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Every joke has been told by the Romans and the Greeks, and uh, you know you're just trying to you, you find your you put your style to it, and it makes it unique, right? Right. Same thing with like there's only a certain amount of colors in a you know in, in your primary colors, and you can mix those and make new colors and shades and hues, and I think that's the same thing. But still, you know what I mean. I'm not an artist like that, but you know what I mean. Right. So same thing, man. Same thing. Like, um, let's see. See, instead of uh, instead of making a coin just appear like this, right? And you make a coin appear. You can um, you can here. I'll put the coin away. That way, I can make it appear from my mouth, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just you know it's the same exact thing. Just uh, you know, my stuff's a little gross. <laughs> no, I think that's fine. I mean. I mean, there's probably some people that, you know, make art in weird ways. Maybe they, they paint with their toes or something. I mean, any artist can can do things differently, but I think that's what makes it cool. Saw a lady one time just douse your naked body in paint and just kind of roll around and sell it for a little <laughs> Hey, man. I, <laughs> <if> I, <laughs> that's if funny. I looked at, yeah, if I looked at that painting, dude, I'd be like, hey, man. Uh, how... How'd, how'd you how'd you do it? You know, and then she would be like, I uh, I did it by hand. I'd be like, I would believe her, uh-huh. right? And then I would be like, Wow, how did you get this and that and this and that? And that apparently was her gimmick, where she would tell people that she did all of the stuff by hand to mm. lie, you know, because she was literally getting naked and doing all, of, you know, just like rolling around. But you would be like, What? Wait a minute, that looks like a pair of boobs, <laughs> you know? like, and it's kind of you know blotchy i don't know it was it was it was a pretty interesting thing that i was i was watching on um what was i think my buddy showed me i actually don't know where it was may have been on youtube Mm -hmm. but but and then and then like years later she was tired of that same uh thing going on so she explained how she did it so she could create you know like the next year or whatever it was she would do it a different way you know and then tell people other things like oh yeah no 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 i do this all with my naked body but it would be like a portrait of something amazing you know right i don't know it was it was clever how she put that all together. I, I thought, yeah, that's good. Cool. Good. Forgot how old I was when I read all that though. I, was, I may have been twenty, but anyway, I found it very fascinating, very uh, kind of inspirational in a way. Right. Um, yeah, because she's mixing it up, you know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what's fun about doing like just any creative process is like, you know, switching it up. Like you're not stuck doing the same thing. You know, like you're able to find your own style and eventually mix and match other things too. Like if you're tired of the same thing. You're like, well, now I'm into this too, like which is what I do frequently. Like, like the stuff I do 
like art wise and, and video wise, like on YouTube and, and stuff like that, it constantly changes because I'm, you know, either I want to do this thing just to like kind of get it out of my system of like, Ooh, I want to do a video like this or whatever, or an art piece like this. And then maybe I don't like it the end, but it, it's still kind of like this, um, thing that I feel like I have to get out of my system before, like I'm satisfied, you know, cause either it works and I like it and I keep doing it that, that way or including the technique or something or I abandon it and, and search for something different, you know? Yeah, I've been playing with an idea that I consider a real pothead idea uh, that, you know, I don't smoke, but mm -hmm. I consider a pothead idea. I really think human beings were not just meant to to populate the earth, right? Mm -hmm. We were not just to create in that way. We were meant to create, period. Right. Like, like worker bees almost except worker bees they have that one thing that they make you know mm -hmm. and i think people who never quite you know get in a carpentry or something that could you know making chairs or bed frames or whatever it is you know mixing metals and stuff like that they become artists right like people who and in one way or another that if you can find a way that fulfills you uh without the without art or uh wait how, how was i putting this i put this in, on a podcast the other day but i kind of i still am for it like if you if you work a nine to five and you're fulfilled and that like, like that's a fulfilling thing some of the happiest people i've ever met were working nine to fives i can't work a nine to five so how do i get my mm -hmm. creativity out i gotta put it towards something why not magic why not comedy why not a tiktok why not a youtube video why not of this why not of that right and that's kind of my fulfilled like i get i'm fulfilled by that like i'm i i live a pretty great life knowing that i'm putting something out there taking something that's in here putting it out there it's still a uh still a working thing but i feel like that's whenever people are the most happy is when they're doing something that like it's all bottled up then you release it and think about like like even even working out it's all about like lactic uh what was it lactic uh lactic acids i can't think of the lactic word. lactic acid lactic acids yeah, yeah you work lactic acids or you you know you you know you you put some you you take something that's like extra or internal and you put it on the outside and you feel better right right boom you pop out a kid right look at that that's that's your work that's what we're here that's what we're here for you know scientifically speaking you know so maybe we're here for uh you know maybe maybe producing other things is also the just a legit key to happiness right yeah, that's that's kind of like a question I've been like kind of like internally like trying to think about a lot more lately, um, you know, because like especially like uh, this last week and I actually had uh, yesterday off, which was uh, Monday. But um, I, I didn't realize I had the day off until I woke up and, and, you know, got alerted that, hey, we don't work today. And I was like, whoa, no way. So like I was excited and I, I was like, I want to go back to sleep, too. But like I was already so excited to have the day off that. I was so motivated to like do all the stuff like on TikTok and and catch up on like, you know, uh, scheduling stuff for the podcast and um, doing all sorts of things and kind of just like letting myself uh, marinate and like creativity. And so like yesterday was just a super productive day for me. I mean, that's not all days, uh, but just at the end of it, just thinking about like this is what my life could be like if if this was my full like career, like if I could just focus on this entirely. And I was just kind of like considering like, you know, did this really make me happy? Was I content? Was I fulfilled? And I think that's a hard thing for artists to try to figure out is, is like, what's, what's that thing or the things that you do that are going to like, you know, maybe if the nine to five isn't for you, which I know it's, it's not exactly for me either. Um, 
but um, like I can do it, but it's it's tricky. Um, but you know, what's going to make you most fulfilled? Um, and I think for me that made, that made me happy knowing that something that I made, which I also do believe as well. Like, you know, I I feel like there's so much that a person can contribute, um, like making stuff in any any sort of form. That I feel like a lot of people, like at least my perspective, sometimes it's hard for me to understand people that work nine to five, and um, I guess maybe in their own way they they feel like they make a difference. But I feel like most of us, like human beings, feel like we want to make a difference in the world or spread something or leave our mark on the world. And I feel like for me, like doing like art and videos and things like that, those are like substantial things that sit there and can be, you know, distributed to people. And I I think whatever I make, if it's entertaining or informational, I feel like that's, that gives me a sense of purpose and gives me a reason for why I make stuff. Um, And I don't know for you, like what, what about what you do makes it fulfilling? It's almost like a release, man. Like, um, it's just a release feeling because I have a lot of things that run through my head that, it, you know, like I borderline crazy, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like uh, I'm constantly just and then I have to put that out in a way. It's kind of it's all it's it's like talking to a therapist, except for you're not trying to get through trauma as much as you're just like, I want to I have these ideas that are just running rampant, you know, mm-hmm. and it's taking up a lot of my uh my space i feel my head like legitimately tight you know and i'm like ah, god I gotta, ah, i'm chomping at the bit like i got banned from tiktok uh for five uh-huh. days yeah i got banned from tiktok for five days and i was like god ugh, uh you know like i was like i got ideas and this <laughs> is like i gotta put them on instagram and uh, i didn't i was just like stewing there just kind of like ah, i gotta release this, you know, these, these things that are literally blocking my, you know, like I, I would get up and I would like, I, I noticed I was eating, uh, like less, like not, like I was still full, you know what I mean? Like, but I was eating less and I was like, ah, man, this isn't like, it's good just cause I got this block. So I had to put it into something. And I just started, I grabbed the deck of cards and I was like, okay, I'll practice the ideas and then I'll put them on Instagram. And then my TikTok came back and I was like, boom, Hey, look at that. But, uh, you know, they were, they were like, yeah, 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 you were banned, but uh, you know, you for not not for good reasons. We we took a look, you know, I appealed it, and um, they gave me my thing back, and now I just made those. I, like, if you go on my TikTok right now, you'll see tricks and jokes and stuff that I just kind of that, that were blocking this brain. But that's why I do it. You know, it's like it's literally, excuse me, it's literally a release. You know, like I have to get that from here to here. You know, I built a birdhouse one time because I had a great idea for a birdhouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, it's, 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 blo- it's, I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it until I actually build this stupid birdhouse, which I don't want to do. Like, that's not going to make my career take off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, guys, look at this birdhouse. I know it's two stories, right? It's pretty freaking cool. But the cool thing is it's a self-sustaining uh, elevator where the bird can eat the food and then go down and it, then leave. Like, it was just this cool idea that I had. And I was like, uh, you know, and then whenever you filled it back up, it'd take the thing back higher. So whoo, it was just cool. So I had to do it. I had to. I was just, it, that was my, I had to get that out of my head. Right. Like I said, borderline crazy. No, no, I totally get you. Like, that's what I have to do too. And I think, like for me, TikTok's helped, like, like making short form content has been helpful for me because like, it just helps me be a little less like, because I feel like uh, a lot of times, like, I'm, I'm very, like, perfectionist when it comes to, like, doing stuff. 
and uh, I kind of not that I'm like nervous or embarrassed, but just like if it's not good enough, then I'm like, ah, I'm not satisfied enough or it doesn't fulfill me or whatever. But um, like TikTok's helped me just like post whatever and kind of get better at like making stuff faster, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like just having these random crazy ideas. Like I've been making a lot of like memes on TikTok talking about how artists, you know, like you've probably seen some of them um, just like waking up at three in the morning and randomly having an idea and you just have to do it. You it doesn't matter if you're really tired or you're sleep or you need sleep or something. It just it needs to happen. Um, I don't really know what that is. Maybe one day I'll I'll be able to figure it out. But um, at least for now, it's just like that's why I feel like I I totally agree with you. Like we're creative people and we're not put on the earth to just kind of do nothing. I I feel like we need to kind of do something. And creativity and I- is is everywhere. And some people don't think they're creative, but I think anyone can be creative. Yeah, see, I don't know how much I agree with that because I feel like they're, they're types of people, right? They're mm-hmm. people who do who do zero creating, right? My mm-hmm. dad, okay, dad, for example, coal miner from Kentucky, mm-hmm. right? N- no creativity in his uh, in his day to day, right? But you know what, dude's hilarious. Yeah, he's so funny, right? And you're sometimes I go, where the heck did you just pull? Like, where did you? Where did you pull that from? Right. Right. So, he, but that's his, he, like, he gets fulfilled by like, okay, that was just the most wild shit you could think of at that moment. You know what I mean? Like, and it is hilarious. Mm. So maybe, maybe that, like he's, just, it, 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 maybe everybody has that creativity, but they, the way that they manifest it and how much they need is different. Right. Right. Like, like I need a lot to feel fulfilled. Like I need a lot of like, put. I got to put out, a video i gotta create a magic trick i have to write jokes i have to you know i have to take all of this stuff to to feel like okay cool my day was you know I, like i'm justified to be awake right now so to feel better in that way but my dad can crack a joke you know and you're like where the heck did that come from and that's and that's all he needs he, he could ride on that for two days you know and that's like the most creative thing he did all day you know was was that joke you know, he works as a security guard now, but, you know, like, what, what kind of creativity is happening there? I mean, he just fills his head with Trump videos and, uh, you know. <laughs> goes, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and and I think that's what I meant, too. Like, I didn't mean, like, just, like, very similar to us, but I mean, like, because, like, yeah, definitely for me, I know a lot of other people that are that are similar where different types of creative stuff happens. Like, you know, there's creativity and problem solving, like, even with just mundane work stuff. Maybe there's a certain way that you can think to, like, make a system work better to be more productive or something who knows um and that oh, with jokes too you know like so for me creativity is just like in everything so when someone's like oh i'm not creative i'm like uh did you have to figure out a problem or figure out how to be more efficient throughout your day like that's creative to I, me i never thought of that like i never I, I legitimately never thought like maybe my dad you know he's got like these these jobs i've been i've been to his work you know mm-hmm. and I, I got these little jobs that he has to do he has to sign people in you know like get their you know get their name and their blah 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 then he's got to take out the trash and then if they get, you know, then he's got to uh, clean this and clean that. And, you know, he's got to do all this stuff before he's able to leave. And he's had to have put it into his mind. You know, this is the way to make it the most efficient. And that takes creativity. And I don't know why I never put it in those, in those, you know, I never looked at it like that. You know, that's a great perspective. Appreciate that. Yeah. Makes it, makes it a little, maybe, maybe that's what's fulfilling. It's like, like tomorrow he's going to think like, how can I make this even more efficient? Yeah. You know? Because that's the way I've been thinking about it, like with, 
you know, like my parents that have worked nine to five jobs, like I'm just like, I've had days where I'm just like, how the heck do you do that? Like, why are you happy doing this? And then I kind of realized that there's like that part of them that is the satisfaction comes in them being like, not like prideful in a bad way, but like, you know, they, they take pride in being able to like, yeah, I fixed that problem that these people at work taught me to do it this way. But I kind of figured out a better system. And, and that's what I've done at my full-time job as well, doing graphic design. Like, we we had the opportunity to just, like, kind of, like, optimize a bunch of stuff that we'd been doing. Because one of our um, our team members had, had left um, for a while. And it gave us some opportunities to kind of be a little bit, fulfill more, like, leadership roles. And so, like, we came up with different systems. And I was really excited because I, I had ideas where I was like, oh, we could do this and that. And it would make it more efficient. And, like, I mean, that, that's when I clicked, the dots clicked. I was like, oh that's being creative. Like it's weird, but like you had to come up with that somehow. It's like Legos, you know, you're trying to figure out how right. all the pieces fit together. And I think that's part of creativity. Makes also that, that also plays into my, you know, not everybody needs as much of that output as I do. Yeah. Right. A lot of people, that's enough for them to be like, all right, I figured it out. I'm going to grab a beer, man. And I'm going to watch this movie about other being other people who have, you know, they're being creative for me, you mm -hmm. know, like, like Quentin Tarantino, man, that guy, he, he's got a brain on him. You know, he wrote this stuff, you know. And I can sit back and, you know, let him fill my head with his creativity and enjoy it. I don't know. I, I've, I've been looking around in my room, too, going, man, you know, every single thing in my room, every every single thing was created by somebody. Everything. Yeah. That just, is that not, like, that came from people, like, so many different, I don't want to call them artists, because, come on, man, like. You know, whoever whoever designed. Well, I mean, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, they might be artists. <laughs> yeah, artists are broad subject. I, I feel like it kind of includes a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nobody made. Nobody made. Look, an artist did not make this army green blanket. I don't care what anybody says. All right. What about the seams? Yeah. No. Listen, man. Look, they. Look, you don't need to be. So a rectangle. All right. <laughs> well, they, they had this, to figure out the perfect dimension, right? Like they had to like kind of craft it to the, the human body to make sure it's the right size and everything. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I, I think we're giving credit to a lot of uh, uh, labor camps. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm imagining. Whatever. Look, it, the artist was the person who was like, we want it to be 16 by whatever or whatever it is, you know, whatever the dimensions are. Mm -hmm. And then. Uh, that's about as far as we go there, Jim. Now let's go give it to those kids to sew up. Yeah. You know, like that's what, that's unfortunately how I think that blanket was made. But, <laughs> but that being said, I, uh, well, no, you know what? No, I'm not going to call that guy an artist. He's like, I'm going to sew a rectangle. I'm like, I get it, Jim. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that I makes know. sense. But anyway, like if you want to look at like, like, come on, man, the most artistic thing, first of all, I'll show you my favorite. Nah. Nah. Like anybody who would do like a, uh, this, right? Oh yeah. The de design right there. I'd consider that an artist. A yeah. guy who, who makes, uh, you know, a guy who, uh, who, the guy who blew this glass, right? Uh -huh. I consider that, um, the guy who had the idea to make, uh, like I'm looking at a, a, a thing of, Tide detergent, you know that orange and the the color yeah. combination. I'd consider that an artist. Yeah, product guy, design. Yeah, the guy who made my uh, crappy, really, really cheap mattress. 
that guy's like, I'm going to put springs. I know how to make a mattress. <laughs> yep, you make it into a rectangle. You put some springs in it. And you put some cotton and some throw it all together. Like, I, I'm not going to consider those guys. What, what, about the, what about those little cool, uh, like, swirly things that are usually on the designs of the mattress? Mine are just triangles, but oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, he he was just like, you know what? There's a piece of fabric. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I need to put a sheet on that now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if you can see them, you probably need a sheet. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> this is my problem. My every- <laughs> I need right. It wasn't all here in this big cluttery mess. I wouldn't know where anything is. So, yeah. Yeah, understood. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I'm such a mess. I'm I'm lucky I even hold it together enough to be like fairly okay <laughs> as like organized person. Ugh. I'm so unorganized. Dude, yeah, I it's not no 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 no. See, I'm I'm mons- I'm organized. It's more it's more like a comfort, right? Oh, okay. Like comfortable. I'm I'm comfortable having my clothes, like my dirty hamper be right there. Right? Yeah. I know where all my dirty clothes are. Right. They might be might be a few on the floor, but like I'm comfortable with that being where it is. And then it's just it like everywhere like I know my books are right there, right? Where I where I do my writing was on my nightstand, right? Because I have mm-hmm. my book right next to my nightstand, because if I have an idea, I gotta write that crap down immediately. Oh yeah. Right? Or I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, ah, I, what was it? Like I, like it's crazy how I can remember I'm gonna go on a tangent. I'm sorry. It's oh, crazy how I can Remember that I had a good idea, but I can't remember what a good idea, what good idea it was, right? Right. Like I can, like if I'm about to fall asleep and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's forget about it. Go to. I'll remember it in the morning, right? I'll remember the. I'll remember it in the morning, <laughs> but I won't remember what the idea is in the morning, right? right? And then I'm like, what was the idea? So now I have, I just got notebooks laying right next to my bed. I got to admit, man, it's even hard to grab that thing real fast. Yeah. You know, like it's just, I don't know what it is. I just, I grab it and, uh, and I open it up and I just scribble and then I throw it back. Like, like there's perforated lines, man. Like I got, I got literal, you know, but still it's just a mess. I have no idea what's going on. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Yeah. I forget what we were talking about. I went on a tangent. No, that's good. Yeah, no, that's a really good point too because like uh, that's something like I've been like with uh, at least for me like TikToks, like I mentioned before, I've made a lot of TikToks about like, you know, getting up late in the morning, late in the evening or morning or whatever and having like random ideas and having to like, you know, make them or write them down or whatever and like what's interesting in the process of doing that, like I kind of realized something that goes along with what you said. Uh uh, I realized like a lot of other people deal with the same exact thing, other creative people, and they have to like write stuff down. But then in the morning, sometimes it doesn't really make sense or whatever, uh, which is kind of interesting. But um, what what I kind of realized is that creativity kind of is kind of like a fluid liquid where uh, it kind of it kind of comes in droves sometimes. Like maybe you have a day where you're not like super creative. Uh, at least I've experienced that where you don't feel super creative and then there's days where it's just like an insane amount of creativity. It's almost like you don't have enough time in the day to do it, to, to do all the things you want to do. But um, I think what I've realized is because it's, it's a thing called art block that a lot of the artists talk about is like you feel like you're blocked and you, you can't really come up with good ideas. You're not motivated or whatever. And uh, I realized that like art block is kind of like a, a sort of like a uh, something to point your finger at and, and to be like, oh, it's your fault. 
uh, versus like kind of understanding what creativity is like. Uh, so when you're experiencing like this type of art block where you're not feeling creative and motivated or having any good ideas, it's because you're usually stressed about it. You're trying to force yourself into it, which um, I mean, it's a good exercise to be able to do that. But um, a lot of times you kind of just have to go with the natural flow of things. So for me, if I'm over, if I'm stressed or I've been doing too much, I don't really have a lot of time to be creative or think of like other ideas uh, versus like when it's late at night, uh, which is why I think a lot of artists and creative people are night owls because no one else is awake. Right. And um, when you're in that like by yourself kind of state and you're relaxed and there's no other stress or issues going on around you, it's just you and your thoughts, your brain relaxes and then all of a sudden creativity kicks in. At least this is what I've experienced. And so for me, I've realized like if the more relaxed I am, the better creative I can be because I'm not forcing it. And then I then it's more fun for me, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that's what I've experienced. Yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. I'll tell you my experience because I can't I can't yay or nay your experience. I, I you know, I like where that, that's your experience, you know. Right. But uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you one really cool uh, I'm going to call it an anecdote because Michael Jackson said it right. He goes, uh, he goes, I have to do the idea right now. Mm-hmm. Everything that I have to do it right now. And somebody asked him why. He goes, because if I don't do it, Prince will do it. <laughs> right? And I thought that that was so freaking cool, man. I was like, if I don't do it right now, somebody else is going to do this idea. You know, and, you know, he, he specifically mentioned Prince. But I was like, if I don't do this idea, then, you know, I don't have a rival or somebody that I'm competing with or somebody that, you know, we're on the same, you know, we're, we're in this, you know, I don't, I don't talk to other magicians, you know, <laughs> right. whatever. You know? So I'm never like any specific person will do it. I, I, if I don't do it, then somebody else will do it. So I got to do it right now. So I, I've always had that in my brain. The way that my artistic process I think works is by um, working myself to exhaustion you know, uh, in, in legitimately anyway, if I'm going to street perform, I will street perform for, you know, days and days and days and days and days and days. And then I'm like, I need a lot of time off to recuperate. And in that time of me not focusing on anything creative, you know, creative is when I'll start having creative ideas because I gave whatever muscle is creating that stuff a break. Exactly. Right. It's, it's, I need that break. Because if not, like, I like, I'm not comparing myself to Einstein, but they said that mm-hmm. Einstein, who, um, you know, he was like, I'm having these great ideas and yada, yada. Then he went on a, like a hiatus where like, he was just, I guess you were, you know, you'd call it a science block, you know, mm-hmm. uh, having a block. And, you know, he was like, I'm not figuring anything out. My brain's not blah, blah, blah. So he went into a, uh, uh, he, he worked in a stamp factory, right. Where it was just the most mundane work you know, you stamp, you send, you stamp, you send, you stamp, you send. And it opened up a different part of his brain. And he was able to, to start having great ideas again. So I think that that's what I do with street performing because I don't deviate from my act. Like my act doesn't change on, in, on the street. So I'm doing that same mundane act, you know, that I, I find mundane. They, they, it's their first time watching it. So they're fine. Right. It's for me, it becomes boring and I need some time off. And then that's just giving my, my brain enough time to relax my, that muscle, whatever, comes up like whatever net is catching this inspiration whoever's controlling that net gets to take five you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and then you know then he gets bored you know and he's like all right i'm ready to catch stuff again and then i'm like great because i'm tired of doing this act and then he starts catching stuff 
you know? And it's like, here's that good idea. Here's that great, you know, here's a, a funny, you know, you were working on a joke a month ago. Here's that punchline. You know, you were working on a trick, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Here's that, you know, here, here's a great way to try, you know, and blah, boom, 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 boom. They just start popping, you know? So that's that's my experience. If I if I could put that, this because this is all, like, talking art to, I feel like people who, you know, if my dad was to listen to this podcast, he'd be like, hmm. Yeah, I knew he was special, uh, but I was like special education, you know, like I didn't yeah. think, I didn't think, you know, he, he would have no idea what we're talking about right now. He would be like, hey, it's, look at these two lazy bumps. Right. right? Yeah. yeah that- no, I totally agree with what you said. Like, um, yeah, because like that, that's exactly what I meant. Like you just taking those breaks and having those times where you're not like in the mundane or whatever like that really helps your brain relax and stuff that creative muscle and so like for me too like I got I got to a point a few months ago where I was like man I need I just need a break uh taking a break from the podcast and stuff uh because just my schedule is too busy I was trying to produce pursue too many things at once I wasn't able to be creative you know like have a creative focus on just you know the things that I could manage instead I was trying to split myself you know nine different ways and I was like this is not sustainable and this is not healthy and so I had to take a break from pretty much everything, focused on YouTube for just a while and just focused on one thing. And that was enough time during those those few months of just me um, just focusing on one thing that I kind of started to open my mind to other creative solutions of like, okay, well, if I want to do this full time, I want to do you know this podcast, YouTube channel, TikTok, um, all these other things, like how, how can I actually do this realistically? And um, slowly, it, it's taken a while and I've been like refining like the way I've been doing things. Um, but I think I kind of have a, a sort of like a sort of semi-working solution as of right now, as far as like doing something that works for me, cause it's different for everyone. But, um, yeah, like it's, I think it's helped my creativity a ton. It's gotten me a lot less stress and that's been, it's been the most time that I've been the most creative, I guess. And that's, that's been really, really helpful for me to take a big break. Yeah. I mean, uh, and it's, it's like for me, I don't even know that I'm taking a break, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> Because if I think about it like that, I think that, you know, if I if I think about it like that, then I'm I'm I'm, I'm just something's not gonna work, right? Like I have to I have to be I have to naturally be done with it, knowing that I'll get back to it, right? And then I go do something that works out a different part of my brain, and I do that until uh, I'm naturally done with it, mm-hmm. and then I come to the thing that I was that 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 I was natural, you know what I mean? Right. But I can't. I can't be like, okay, let me set some time apart to go, uh, you know, let me go do a magic show on the street. And then I, if I come back, I'm still exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to, I have to just do it. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just an extremes thing. And then, and then like, I'll contradict myself. Like, I, like, by the way, I'm going to, I'm about to contradict myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there are, times, there are times where I'm like, where I wake up and I'm like, boom, schedule. Right. Cause it sounds like so free. And just like let yourself do it. But I'm going to contradict myself here because some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to work out at this time. I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to do that at that time. I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to do that at that time. And I don't know if that's a third part of the brain that I just haven't mentioned yet or what that is. Right. But I want that structure sometimes, you know, and then you're going to brush your teeth at this time. You're going to be a bed at that time. Right. And I just want to I just want to do that. And that that does not last long. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's a that's a one maybe two days 
of, of that mil- like that militant thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just scratched that itch, you know? And then, uh, then it's back to, to doing whatever I want to and trying to make a living with it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get yeah. that. Like, cause, um, yeah, like the, the what I found that works for me is like I just like actually I'll just show it right now since we're on screen. I'll grab it real quick. Yeah, and can I go grab a drink too? Oh, you missed it. Uh, Let's try it real so fast. I have you this... carry. What was that? Are you are you gonna edit this? Uh, no, I just kind of leave it raw because like I just like how you know. Oh, cool. I like. Can I grab another drink. Yeah, of course. Go for it. All right, awesome. I'll be right back. All right, and then show me what you're working on because I want to see. Yes. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'll demonstrate this little whiteboard thing. But um, yeah, um, just kind of take a little break from everything for a second. Um, yeah, I, I I'm just excited for for all you guys who are supporting. Uh, thank you for uh, joining the podcast, gang. It's been awesome. Uh, if you guys like what you see, consider subscribing and liking this this episode. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. Share it with a friend, maybe. Um, and if you guys are drawing something, let me know what you're drawing. Um, I'm I'm really excited for um just the new avenues that the podcast has been taken experimenting and, and, uh, kind of just trying new things like the video thing that's happening right now is new. Uh, if you guys are listening audio, uh, you're not missing out on too much, but if you want to check out, um, like, you know, us on video, then check out the YouTube channel, uh, and, uh, consider subscribing. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to just kind of keep experimenting and exploring other forms of art as well, besides just the traditional, uh, you know, drawing and stuff we typically do. Hey, Matt, welcome back. Hey, thanks, man. I had to grab my tobacco. Sorry, guys. I'm a dirty redneck. <laughs> I, uh, I'm kidding. I love, I, I love the fact that I'm from Florida, man, because I feel like, all right, as much everybody, everybody craps on Florida. I will be the first one to sing Florida's praises, uh-huh. right? All right. Florida is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Every, it's every type of person, every crazy, every sane, every normal, every type of abnormal, every, uh, you know, it's, it's a big collage full of, uh, of different cultures and ideas. And there's every single one of them because it's got great weather, right? right. Up until the summer. Like right now, everybody goes back home and there's snowbirds. And I don't like those people, <laughs> right? But, but um, you know, if you're going to be there, be there. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah be there be there like i'm in california the only time i go back to florida is whenever i'm doing shows but you know why because whenever i retire i know where i'm gonna be i don't want to be there my whole life like that i want to experience everything so anyway um but it's great being from there because like i'll have a i'll have a cuban friend that teaches me cuban culture and i get to look at cuban art you know like like art that like in cuba they're like you know this is the most world-renowned guy and then I'll, i'll i'll have a friend who you know, like my mom's from Poland, right? And I, you know, like uh, she moved to Florida for the weather. You know, and then there's there's a whole bunch of old people, right? And they're like, this is the art from the day back then. Like this is what I enjoyed. This is the music that I liked. You know, and then I would talk to them about that, and just the spectrum. You know, and then I come out to L.A. and people are like diversity, and I'm like, but you, you, you're legit, like not though, like you're not though. All right, I live in. I'm the only white dude in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The only one, and I'm like, you know what? This is this isn't diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, diversity is when everybody goes to the store, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like the store, you know, like it, like all of Florida to me feels like everybody's just out and about, 
and they're you know everyone's mixed up and you know you got you got like i had a jamaican neighbor right next to a guatemalan neighbor mm-hmm. right and then right in front of me was a uh, was a white couple just you know just but american like 100 like my dad's from kentucky yeah but my mom's from poland i lived with her so right in front of us was just like an american true blue you know american family right in front of us and i'm like i'm just i'm real like but that's that's the that that crazy collage is just like think about all of the experiences that were in literally all those directions and me as a very per- like a person who makes jokes about everything mm-hmm. you know um, I, I i look to my right i can come up with jamaican you know like jokes about jamaica and jamaican culture and people who you know like like miguel's like one of my like i love that dude i'll always love that dude and then I look to my left, and I think of like Guatemalans, and then I talk to him, and I'll come up with stuff. I'm so happy to be from Florida, right? right. And people, go, oh, it's so crazy. Well, no, it's just not one thing. Like you guys think it's crazy, right? But that's my normal. Mm-hmm. I find LA super boring until somebody poops in the street, like earlier today, <laughs> right? Like, and then I'm like, yuck, gross, man, ew, you know. But that that like that little bit is enough for me to go, golly, that's crazy. You know, like, like it's, I don't know. I don't know, man. I could be just talking out my butt, but still, like, Florida is, Florida is awesome. I love that place. I'll always love that place. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always good to be, like, surrounded by, like, diversity and just, like, all the different, like, influential stuff that can help, like, really build out, like, whatever it is you're doing, you know? I think that's yeah, awesome. You, you know what my, like, my favorite type of person, right? My favorite type of person is anybody old. I've, I've always said this. I've always said this. All right. Like, okay. My goodness, man. I'm, we're going to go off on a tangent again, buddy. But uh, I love, I, I love older people uh, because they, they have reached this level, whether they want to admit it or not, of I don't give up in one way or another. Yeah. Right. Where they just don't care. Right. At, about anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but they're all, but it's all directed in a certain way. And Florida's full of those people. And you're like, all right, so tell me about, you know, like a lot of people, um, tell me about what you like. Just ask that question one of these days. So what do you like? Do you like music to an old person? They, you'll get the most honest answer you'll ever find in your entire life. You ask, a, you know, you, like like I got a 15-year-old niece, right? Mm-hmm. How do you like? And she just clams up and tells me, you know, uh, two things, Right. She's like, I like this kind of music and I like this kind of movie. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Like, but what do you like? What, what do you like about it? Well, I think that this is funny and this is, you know what I mean? And now I'm I, like, whenever I was a kid, I had so much experience from being around old people. I knew exactly what I liked, you know, mm-hmm. in, in every way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, again, I'm going off on a tangent, but still, you know, I, I got I to gotta keep myself composed a little bit because i could just i'll make this podcast make no sense at all (laughs) no you're good no yeah that makes a lot of sense um yeah i I totally agree i think i think there's a lot to be learned from like uh older people that just have experience and you kind of realize a lot of stuff is just kind of petty the things that we worry about day to day sometimes and uh you know it's it reminds us that you know like this is important now but like honestly look at every single person you've ever met that's older like you kind of realize that doesn't matter like you know there's like stuff that i think about too like social media stuff like where you care about how you dress and stuff like that i'm like that's cool i mean obviously be presentable but like obviously if like that's all you worry about is like how much makeup you have on and it's just like well just enjoy your life like 
you know, you think you have a lot of wrinkles now. Imagine when you're older. And so I think for me, my mindset is kind of like one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of like a weird petty thing, but just, you know, like people dye their hair even when it's turning gray. I'm like, let it turn gray. Like you're getting old. That's cool. Like it's like we want to like hide it, but it's like at the end of your life, you can't dye your hair. I mean, you could, but you're not going to dye your hair black or whatever until you're like 90. We all know it's not your hair color. It, it just gets to a point where it feels very superficial and, and kind of like not worth the effort, you know? And you're gonna, you're, you, so you're going to have jet black hair, but you're going to look. <laughs> and then you try to cover it up by caking on makeup to cover your wrinkles. I'm like, no, that's like your badge of honor. You made it. You're old. That's fine. Like you don't need to like cover it up and pretend it doesn't, it's not real. But I also understand giving it your best shot mm-hmm. too, right? Of course. If it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel better, right? Then go ahead and put on a little bit of makeup. But don't right. try to try to make yourself look 20 when you're 97. You know yeah. what I mean? There's there's a realistic balance between everything, you know? Yeah, you're not fooling anybody. Right. Right? You're not you really aren't, okay? You like and, and that's the thing that I I kind of look at those people and I'm like, they're a little psycho. Right? They're a little bit crazy because they think that they're pulling the wool over your eyes. Right? Right. They really think that they are, you know? Like uh like uh uh it's, just that's that's crazy you know what i mean like yeah like i'm 90 i bet you i could be you know i could at least be your mom no you're my great grandma that's what you are (laughs) yeah the the delusions but um dude what what, so what what were you about to show me uh yeah so this is my little uh little thing i don't know if this is mirrored or not probably is mirrored there's absolutely no way I'll be able to read that. Yeah, My cool. eyes so are... we're mirrored mode. I don't know how to change that. Maybe I'll figure that out later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but I... so I have a little whiteboard for those that are just listening. Uh, it's kind of like a, a cool rectangle, like tall, long board. It's kind of small and it can like fit in your door or wall or whatever. And uh, what I've, because I started doing it on my bigger whiteboard because I don't know, I like whiteboards. I'm very visual, obviously. And so I was doing like, oh, Monday through Friday or whatever. And I would just write down things, not like a time schedule, but just like here the maybe I'll put like in my head, I kind of have an order of like, okay, so I'll probably be doing this first and then this and then this. Uh, Cause like, I just have a lot going on with like making TikToks and videos and stuff. And so um, what I've been doing is just writing down like a list of things that I want to do throughout the week. If I don't really even have most of the days planned, if you can kind of, even though it's reverse, you can tell there's some slots that are not even filled up, but um you know, if there's something happening, I put it down so I don't forget about it. And then I can kind of like insert whatever I want in those days. So there's still like that creative flow where it's not like I'm forced to do one thing. Like if I'm not able to do something one day, I'll erase it and move it to another day maybe. Who knows? Or if I don't have time for it that week, then I'll just get rid of it. But um, I, find, I found that I've used it for like a week and that week went a lot better for me. I just felt a lot more relaxed because all the stuff that I need to do is written down. And it wasn't stressful because there wasn't, like, a set time that I had to do everything. And then it was flexible, too. So that, that added to, like, having less stress. Um, so, like, for me, that, that's been really helpful. Just something simple like this is all I need. Because otherwise, any more than that, I've tried doing, like, you know, scheduling planners and stuff. Like, those stress me out. And so, so far, this has been working for me. Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, I roll, all, I, I roll the dice on my memory, man. I just hope I remember. <laughs> I tried that, I, and I I failed so many times. I was like, I got I got to start planning stuff out. I'm I'm gonna drown. <laughs> you know what? Here's a trick, right? A trick is basically what I did. Um, well, I mean, we didn't need to do it, but no, I okay because you, we we literally texted yesterday, and you reminded me, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's my trick. <laughs> Day before, because I'll keep the schedule open. I'll put it in my calendar. But I'm. Not, but my problem is, I'm not gonna look at that calendar. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I'll just, I'll just, don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to look at the calendar. I don't know why. It's not a lazy thing. It's a, it's a. I have more shit on my brain than this calendar. Right. Right. I'll make sure I'm not doing anything that day. And if I'm like, ah, crap, do I have to do something that day? I'm gonna take a look. Nope. Right. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Yep. Okay. Well then nothing else goes on like this podcast. Not mm-hmm. going to do anything. I did. I did. Uh, you know, I made a TikTok video. I, uh, I put out a couple videos actually on my different platforms. Uh, I put out a story. I went to the bank, but everything was revolved around me doing this one thing, you know? And, uh, but my trick is like, if I have a, a, a gig booked, right. I put it on my calendar I make sure that I, nothing else corresponds. And then I tell the person, because I know I'm not going to look at my calendar, text me the, the day before. Mm-hmm. And I make it their problem. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is your problem, not mine. This is your problem. Can we cuss? Are we good to cuss? Uh, yeah, I actually, I might bleep out the, the, the F word just because I have younger audiences listening, if that's all right. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't do This is all you, man. I... Uh, I yeah, I should have let you know. That yo, I, yo, I, that was my fault. I, I, I definitely have a. I kind of always forget to mention that, but, um, yeah. That, that was just the words. third time. That was the third time that I saw you go. Whenever oh, I cussed. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, I was like, ooh, I should have probably told him, but. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Man. No, you're I'm good. Low. Sorry, sorry for that. No, you don't have to apologize. It's my fault. I, I cussed, but um, yeah, no, the uh uh. You know what? We'll split the blame 50-50. Okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds fair. <laughs> that, that way, you know, I don't have to put everything on my shoulders and I can take some off of your shoulders. Somebody, okay. Uh, that sounds good. But fairness and equality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I don't, I don't forget what I was talking about. But dude, I, I'm actually having a great time. I don't get yeah. to have these conversations often because so many people want me to do stupid stuff. You know? Like, uh, like I, I think I t- I, we talked about this before. I don't want to eat tacos upside down in videos. Yeah, I don't want to do that. All right. right. But I know, and I get more people who like that. So I'm, you know, than than I do anything that I create. Uh-huh. All right. So I do it on occasion. I will. There are three or four creative ideas between me eating a taco wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I'm just trying to use that as a hook and hopefully people hook on to, you know, my ideas eventually. Right. Cause it's such a niche market. It's a niche market with, with magic, right? Right. Either you, either you love it or you feel like you're being, um, bamboozled. And I believe that that's on the magician to, uh, to not make you feel that way but even then like i'm not all that like like i'm i'm no master yet you know so i'm gonna sometimes not be paying attention and i'm just gonna do something right just laissez-faire you know and i you know and i and, and they're gonna be like look at the arrogance on this guy no 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 i just wasn't paying attention my bad man you know and uh, i didn't mean to make you feel dumb i was trying to impress you but i i, I got caught off guard by a person pooping in the street. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, something came out of the blue and then I, I make them feel bad. But anyway, 
I'm starting to get to the point of of just rambling now. So you gotta you feel free to cut me off, man. Oh yeah, no, right. I'm good. Like I, honestly, like my my main thing is just letting you know the podcast be what it is. Because I mean, it, and that's why like I don't quite like a lot of people might prepare and stuff for podcasts, but I don't know. Maybe it's like a bad thing. Who knows? But like for me, I feel like it. The podcast I like listening to and what I feel like feels more authentic is just letting it be raw and real. Um, cause otherwise I, I, it's, it's like, it's, it feels forced, you know, it's not a real conversation. I love that you think that way because I think art is messy. Right. Right. It is. I, I think art is messy. And then you find, you find the thing in the mess, right? Mm -hmm. Like a sculpture. That that, I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't force good ideas like i can't force them they have to come but i have to do a bunch of stuff and i have to do a bunch of stuff right right to, to catch that you know to get that guy to freaking catch that thing man so like and, and sometimes sometimes you catch magic without even trying uh, pun intended but you know sometimes you catch magic and you you, you didn't you don't even mean to like the taco video right yeah like although i consider that like the worst trick ever uh you know like it, it, it caught fire. I didn't mean it. You know, I didn't mean for that to happen. But among all of my great ideas and among all of my, you know, that I consider great, that I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I, I actually enjoy that. Uh, and all the stuff that I consider crap, which is the majority of it, right. the majority of what garbage, uh, you know, that thing that I thought was just like a silly, stupid, you know, I'm going to put that in my junk pile, just mm -hmm. hits. And I would never have thought of that if it hadn't been for the, uh, you know, the chaos that is my TikTok channel, you know, which. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, cause that's what I've been doing. Like, I feel, I don't know. It's, it's been feeling weird. Like I said, like lately I've been like, just trying to be a little bit more like raw with stuff I make. Cause a lot of stuff that I've been like aspiring to create has been like very like produced, I guess. So where I'm like thinking about like, Oh, how's the lighting? How does this look? Um, how can I make this entertaining? How can I, edit this to have like a meme or something in it to keep it entertaining like as far as video goes um but like lately i've been experimenting with every once in a while just releasing like a video like i literally did a room a, a video where i'm just cleaning my room like it was an absolute disaster and i was like i really need to clean this today but i also really want to make a youtube video i'm like but i need to clean my room in order to make a youtube video because my head space like i needed a clean space because otherwise i just i feel stressed and i'm not gonna be able to like you know be creative under the, that con those conditions and so I was like, well, what if I just like, I, I mean, I, I always wanted to try vlogging a little bit more. I've done it a few times, but I was like, what if I just made a vlog about me, like cleaning my room and maybe just like show the process and like talk during it and let's try it out. And I mean, it wasn't like a great success. Like as far as like, if you look on the channel be like, oh, well, that got a ton of views. No, it didn't. Uh, but it, it felt good to just post something that felt more raw and just like authentic. And besides just like the more highly produced stuff that I, I, aspire to make i'm um, like there's also room for this messiness and like every once in a while having like a messy video where it's just like there's not a lot of editing to it it's just it is what it is and there you go and um i even did that yesterday too when i had my whole day of just like making stuff i was like i'm just gonna like film myself doing whatever it is i do and talk about what i'm doing and if it makes sense i don't know but i'm gonna turn it to a video and throw it on youtube and see what happens but uh i think that's also nice too it's just you have your moments it's where it's highly polished and then sometimes it's just raw you know yeah and i see i don't know i don't know necessarily if um anything that i do is 
raw in raw sense, other than my lives, yeah. right? But there's definitely stuff where I'm like, you know what? This doesn't need to be edited hardcore, right? right. Like, like I'm just like, you know what? Let's take away, you know, the the blank spaces, the stuff where I'm not doing anything, you know. And uh, and if I'm if I'm doing a trick, then and I'm like, you know what? This step doesn't need to happen, right? I'll edit like that's like real life editing. I take that piece away, but it's I don't know, man. I guess I just go off feeling, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, you know, because I'm an emotional person. I really am. I uh, you know, you probably can't tell by uh by my stoicism and and uh and and lack of some facial expression but uh but i do have i do have like a very emotional side where but but it's like emotional in the things that i'm doing and i just run off of that i don't know what i'm doing dude i'm so like people go you know what i got my i got everything together i'm like hey man i'm renting a room the size like if i was to if i do this move like if i just put my arms completely out It'd be two of me, and I, and I would touch that wall. Dang. You know, like, right. but that's, I don't know, man. Like, I like I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and I'll be the first to tell you that. But amongst that, like, in that in that whole chaos, you know, of, of no control comes beauty. There's something pretty to it, right? Right. I, I, something, there's something there. Kind of reminds me of um, I don't know. Do you, do you watch the uh, MMA at all? Uh, no, but I'm I'm familiar with it. Okay, well, there's a there's a fighter named Yuri Prohaska, right? And he's from uh he's from a uh, 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 Czech Republic, right? Uh huh. And he's like, nah, I fight off feeling, right? Like he's like, I, if I feel like I got to do this in the moment, then I do that in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like. It's coming from a place that isn't, uh, is the word cerebral, right? Mm-hmm. But it's coming from like a, like a guttural, like, like to me, this is, I, I, I don't know enough about the guy. I, I, I love, I love mixed martial arts. I love the UFC, right? And there's something about his fighting style that seems to be, you know, flowy and artistic and, you know, kind of chaotic, you know? Right. And right now it's working for him because he's winning, you know, and he's doing very well. And I kind of like I resonate with that a little bit, you know, like I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Like I don't, you know, like like, you know, you go to bed at a certain time, you wake. Sure. I, I You know, that's. That is what it is. I, I wake up at a certain time and I go to bed at a certain time and, uh, you know, not not on the nose every time, you know, but but I make sure I, you know what the best. OK. I get eight hours of sleep every single night. That's great. Because I work for myself, you know, and I, I'm, I force myself to get eight hours of sleep every single night, but it's chaotic. And like, maybe uh, the times that I go to bed, I suppose it's, it's roughly around the same time, but, but, you know, and I wake up eight hours later, right. You know, and that in and of itself kind of seems like a little bit of controlled chaos. Cause I know I'm going to sleep. And I know I'm going to sleep eight hours. Right. Right. But I don't know. In within, like the way that I've been like working lately, I've been really liking what I'm producing. Right. And it seems like chaos. And if you were to, dude, I'm, like my dad goes to bed at, you know, he freaking like let's say he goes to bed at nine o'clock every night. 
He wakes up at four, you know? So I was explaining that to him, how I do it. He would think, you know, he would, he would put me in a ward, you know? <laughs> but yeah. cause it just doesn't make sense to him. I don't know. Now this feels like a therapy session. No, that's good. No, honestly, that's exactly <laughs> how, like, the podcasts feel. Like, for me, I feel like they're just this, like, as, as much as I hope they're, they're helpful to other people and, like, people participating, like, they're really helpful for me because, like, just throughout the week, you know, I, I think about some of these conversations that I have, too, and they, they really help inspire me, inspire me and, and educate me on, like, you know, how to, like, apply different things into my own life because I think, you know, I, I don't know if you ever watched Avatar Last Airbender, uh, <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I, and in fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I watched it at the beginning of the pandemic again. Ooh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so like, uh, that, that one scene where it's, it's, uh, Uncle Iroh and Zuko and it's like, I think the last season or whatever, where Zuko is coming around becoming uh, spoiler alert, becoming a little bit more good. Uh, he, uh, is talking to Uncle Iroh and, and Iroh is showing him and drawing him in the, in the dirt about the four nations, the fire, uh, the Fire Nation, Water Nation, air, air Tribes, all that stuff, and saying how each one has their own perspective and things. It's not that one's more significant or better than the other, but they each have different perspectives that are important that you can apply to, even though it's different, you can apply it to it in your own personal life and whatever skills or talents you have. So for Zuko, it's firebending, right? So like, you know, he can apply what, you know, principles that the Water Tribes uh, follow, you know, in you know maybe making family a priority or something like that he can take that and apply that to his own life or the way he bends fire and stuff if you guys have watched the show you you know but um i i find that interesting how just learning from other people that those perspectives kind of get injected and it slowly starts to mold you who you are and and for me like that happened too because i i lived in peru for two years and um during that time like you know at first it's kind of a struggle because you just you, you feel like there's so many differences but then you start to realize there's so many similarities and there's a lot of things that I take away from the culture in Peru um, that I just kind of like, I feel like without me knowing, I've kind of adapted those sort of principles, the good ones that I found and applied them to my own life. You know, and I feel like that's kind of what all this does is just injecting yourself with more perspectives to kind of get a better rounded, more uh, kind of like a, a sculpture. You, you slowly start to get more of a detailed form. So you kind of have a de detailed like thought process behind how you do things. Right. Here, here I go contradicting myself again, because I will definitely say I know how my neighbor Miguel, whenever I was a kid, had an effect on me. But in the same way, I don't because I don't know necessarily if I'm utilizing any of that. Stuff. Like I might be I'm, I'm sure I'm doing it subconsciously. Right. Right. Yeah. Utilizing that stuff. And then there's stuff that consciously I know that I'm like, hey, that's a Miguel philosophy, you know? And then uh, and then I just go about my life that way. Like, the things that I do subconsciously, like, you know, which is, you know, probably the majority of things. Because I, I just don't think, I just don't, like, I'm so focused on one thing. I'm sure I do a bunch of stuff subconsciously. I, I don't know. There should be a, I, I, I should be on the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. Figure out what it is I do kind of throughout the day like i took out the trash five minutes before uh we went we did this right i was taking out the trash i didn't even think to take out the, like i took out the trash because i was like oh, i gotta take out the trash today's yeah. trash day but i could have done that 
hours ago. I don't know why I chose that time. You know, I just did. Right. I was like, I got five minutes. Might as well just knock this thing out real quick, I guess. But, but why? Like, why Why that? I could have literally done it all day. Right. You know? But subconsciously, I did that. And then, then there's, like, philosophies that I know that he said, where he goes, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to say that yet. Because right, that's one of my bits that I do in my acts. So I'm not going to give you know get rid of my bit you know on a on a podcast but there's mm-hmm. things that he has told me you know because I, I again i love that guy i always love that guy he's he's just so smart you know i'm sure that there's stuff that 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 hit me on a subconscious level and on a conscious level and the thing that on a conscious level that he said was hey man just get elevated he's got a thick jamaican accent right mm-hmm. just get elevated you think right get elevated Right. And just constantly get elevated. So I'm working on myself, you know, like, but again, that might even be subconscious in and of itself. I, I, you know, I, like, I, I don't know what's like instilled in me innately mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, okay, whenever I have to work on it, but it doesn't feel right. Whenever I have to work on it. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, no, that makes sense. There's a lot of stuff like subconsciously that we do, like there's skills we learn that, you know, like, you don't think about brushing your teeth, but, like, there was one point where you didn't know how to do that and you had to learn. Tying your shoelaces, you don't think about it, but there's a time where you had to really think about it. It's just those, like, subconscious, those, those like, skills or, or things that you do on a regular basis that, like, become subconscious. And, like, even for me, too, like, things that I've been practicing, too, like, uh, like I took an interpersonal class, uh, interpersonal relationship class, which basically is, like, for those that don't know, like, a psychology class that's you know, focuses on like your relationships, not just with other people, but like internally with yourself, like mental health wise. And for me, that was like eye opening because there's a lot of things that I realized that I needed to work on. And um, I feel like um, I've been practicing some of those things. I feel like one of those things that works for me really well. And I think which ironically applies really well to like what I do in life with like going on TikTok live or whether I do a Twitch stream or I'm here on the podcast, like just talking out loud about things and just speaking thoughts really helps me process things because there's things that I think about that are on my mind but because I don't like say them out loud um, I tend not to be able to work through them or be able to understand myself better and after I like say it out loud I'm like oh this makes more sense because I've processed it now because it went through like my my oral part of my brain where I where I speak and uh, then I get to hear that and it just it processes better for me Um, so yeah I feel like there's a lot of things that just naturally start to become like ingrained in us without us realizing that we had like adopted this thing from wherever or whomever we learned it from you know yeah i i i see what you're saying man i like okay i always said that i'm like uh like in practice in practice uh nothing works out (laughs) you know what i mean Like, like nothing works out whenever i try really 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 hard like if i try i try you know what i mean and i can make things work but if i try too hard it doesn't work so if i focus too hard on like the teachings of my buddy you know my next door neighbor miguel mm-hmm. right i will never utilize those properly right but if i'm just kind of going through and i think i don't know i don't know where that comes from man but yeah i have no idea but if i but if i'm just like if you were to ask me a question randomly i'll give you my honest answer but i can't promise that i won't step on those words with something that i have actually worked on trying to utilize does that make sense yeah yeah 
Because I'm like, I guess there's a part of my brain that's like, you know what? I got to, you know, I know the right thing to do, right? Like, I know the, I know the, um, to be productive in a day, I have to do such and such and such and such, mm-hmm. right? But if I schedule that, you know, at nine o'clock, I do this. At 12 o'clock, I do that. At three o'clock, I do this. Then I know for a, like, I know, I, I feel like this non-feeling robot almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, it's like, I have to get this done and that. And I'm like, that's not helping me creatively, yeah. which is my, all, you know, which is my all around goal. So I just kind of live, man. Yeah. I just live. No, I, I can't. Uh, I, I don't want to have too tight of a rain. That makes sense. Like too tight of yeah. a hole. Yeah, that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, that's kind of how I feel like if um, kind of like throwback to the scheduling thing just i can't tell myself like specific times but for me at least like just having an idea of like here's the things i have to do then i'm free to like insert them wherever or whenever i can and it's a lot more liberating and that doesn't feel robotic it feels more organic and sometimes i just have to surprise myself like i you know like most of the times i can't sit there and be like oh i'm gonna make three tiktoks right now i'm like well it'd be cool if i did three but let's do one for now and then see how we feel and then some, and usually I'll make like three. I'll end up making three without even thinking about it, and uh, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's like I feel like I have to like trick myself into just doing more, or pushing myself harder, because it's like uh, it was something that I heard from uh, another podcast I think I was listening to today, where they had mentioned that there's this thought paralysis that happens. Like if you start over, like thinking about things too much or thinking about doing one thing you kind of get to the point where either you fear it or you're you're overthinking it and you don't end up doing the thing that you're trying to do. And so a lot of times I've, I've noticed in my life, I've always gotten to thought paralysis, thinking about things I have to do rather than just like almost like tricking my mind and being like, no, let's not plan on it. Let's just do it now. Or like, let's just let it happen, you know, without thinking about it. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, it does make sense. But, uh, you know, and, and I think I think a lot of this conversation is – like you make sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you whenever you talk, the most un trying trying not to think, you know what I mean? Right. But because I can make sense of the chaos in other people's conversations, right? Uh-huh. Whenever they think, but I always feel like I'm never making sense whenever I'm trying to make a point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I never feel I'm never confident. You know what I mean? And and like you know what? That was a, that was a, that was some, that was a piece of something, you know, like that was a, man, I just, I just nailed whatever it is I was trying to say. I never feel that way. Right. I have, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe that's from performing. I get that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Do something that's funny. People laugh. You do something amazing. People. Wow. Uh, You do something stupid. People go, you know, and I get, I'm like, well, I'm picking up, I'm picking up like how I'm, how I'm being perceived off of your vibe. And now I can, now that I know that vibe, I don't know. It's, it's the artist in me, man. It really is. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not molding myself. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a piece that I feel like you're going to enjoy. Right. Right. And I feel, I feel like, you know, I don't know. It's how I feel in the moment. I feel like Yuri Prohaska, man. You know, I feel like, like, I'm just, it's, it's, all based on what you're doing and that's creating art 
but it's also like the fact that whenever I'm by myself and the chaos is happening, I'm still pulling art from that. I'm an enigma in my own, you know, to, from, from the outside. Like I just, I don't, I don't get my own brain, dude. Right. You know? I don't necessarily get it. I'm sure it'll make sense whenever I get older, but maybe it won't. And I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got our entire lives to, I don't even know if our entire lives is enough to figure out ourselves. Like, um, and I guess that, ever... go, that goes with like overthinking. Like you can't, you can't always pin down yourself because being creative isn't really, there's not like a system. It's sometimes it's chaotic. And I guess you kind of have to accept you're never going to figure yourself out that you can figure parts of yourself, but most of it's chaotic, but it's a chaotic, like kind of organized mess, kind of like, you know, the space and, and, and the galaxies, like it looks chaotic from afar, but when you look at it, you're like, Oh, this is beautiful. Like there's a lot going on, but it all kind of has like, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, um, you ever read the, the war on art? Uh, no, I don't think I have. It's like a little pamphlet, but in it, he talks about the muse constantly. It's all about the muse, the muse, the muse, right? Mm -hmm. It's, uh, and about getting, uh, forcing yourself to get there. I feel like I don't need to force myself. I feel like the ideas come and I live in that. I live in the muse, right? Like I live and, you know, this is going to sound very woo-woo and that is not my, you know, but I live in that constant yin and yang of chaos and structure because, you know, in perspectively, if you were to look around where I live, you would think chaos. To me, that's mm -hmm. structure. So I live... You know, I, I live in that in that crazy in between to where those ideas come to me because of the way that I live my life. Right. Does that make yeah. right? Like I live in that that chaos, but yet it's a collective chaos to me. And because I do that, the ideas come more frequently than others. And I don't like I don't necessarily believe that it's just like you know I'm creative I'm a creative you know right and then then there day I'm again I'm gonna step on my own freaking words here there are days where I'm like you know what I'm a creative I'm confident you know mm -hmm. like I, I I'm creative and I'm around a lot of people who aren't you know and then you know I but I try to I guess I I really do try to try to swallow that idea you know because I feel like that's an egotistical idea but. You know, I'm conscious of that, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I think and then a lot of it's perspective too, right? Like, because mm -hmm. again, if you walk into this room, like, like if somebody was to walk into this room right now, they would be like, "Golly, man, you got to get your life together." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I got everything I need. You know, I got water, I got a bed, I got a, you know, I got, I, I'm, I'm in chaos, but trust me, I'm comfortable here. I know mm -hmm. you don't think it, right?" Like I wear jeans all the time, right? And and this is this this might be a little bit more abstract, but I wear jeans all the time, right? Right? I mean, I and I, I all of my shirts are solid color shirts. Yeah. Right. I wear solid black shirts, solid blue shirts. I have one, uh, two. I have two like two shirts that I'm looking at right now. Yes, my clothes are on the floor. Uh -huh. All right. <laughs> looking at two shirts right now that are not solid color and they're they're one black and gray and one white and gray uh shirts and then i have uh but anyway, anyway I, I, I digress i wear jeans all the time 
right? I wear right. jeans all the time. My my roommates are like, dude, you gotta be uncomfortable. I'm like, no, I'm comfortable. This is me in comfort mode. I am relaxed, you know? Like I'm wearing jeans right now. And I like I am relaxed. Whenever I'm wearing shorts, unrelaxed. And then I and then I try to put perspective, like I get their perspective, I understand what they think is comfortable. Uh-huh. And then my brain goes, No, nah, you were taught that. Right? Like you were taught that comfort comes from you wearing gym shorts, you know, whenever you're relaxing in a pair of flip flops, mm-hmm. you know? But you know, ah, eh, eh. Like I said, man, I'm an enigma. I don't know. But but anyway, they think I'm, you know, they think that I'm chaotic, right? And I think mm-hmm. that they're kind of crazy. I'm like, I'm not comfortable in shorts, dude. Yeah. Like, I can't put on a pair of shorts and be like, hey, man, I'm just going to relax all day. Because I feel like I'm not doing anything, I guess. But, again, look, make of that what you will, y'all. Everybody watching that, make, make of that what you will. Mm-hmm. If you want insight as to who Matt is, I wear a lot of jeans and I'm comfortable in them. Right. Because I guess I have taught myself that I'm comfortable in them. I didn't want anybody telling me, you know, that that this is uncomfortable because I, I argue that till my, you know, till my death, you know. And then whenever I go to bed, I'm, I'm like just in boxers, you know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I guess the only time that I'm truly, truly, truly comfortable uh, from, I guess, their perspective is whenever I'm sleeping. I have no idea. Yeah. But. You know, again, that's an abstract way of, of talking about what we were just talking about. So, yeah, you know, it was on topic, even though it probably didn't make too much sense. No. But. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, just like we're all different. We all come from, you know, like we said earlier, like we all come from different like perspectives and cultures and things. And, you know, depending what how we grow up or whether how we teach ourselves, I don't know, or influenced like we we kind of have uh, our ways of like either feeling comfortable or being creative and like those things are what drive us to like, I don't know, just like we have our, our little comfort zones and we have the ways we do things and, and you know, whatever works like, like with my scheduling thing that I was explaining, like, I'm like, I, this works for me. And it's something that I had to figure out. Cause like, you know, you get a lot of people that are be like, you know, the high predict productivity influencers on on youtube and stuff they'll be like this is how you be productive like do minimalism and stuff like that um and for me i'm like eh, that doesn't really work or like scheduling things out and being like you know like you gotta grind it out you know do the gary v way where you're like grinding stuff out and that stuff doesn't work for me i have to kind of like you know similar to you um i have to do it in the sort of like a free floor form or kind of like a freestyle way where I kind of have to just kind of like, well, let's see what the day brings me, you know, let's see what I can do. Cause it always keeps me excited to be like, who knows what I'll do today. I have some ideas, but who knows? I might get crazy, have a random idea that I just jump on and, and do it. Um, but yeah, like I, I think everyone just has to find their, their own individual, individual ways to be comfortable creatively. Right. And then, you know what, uh, Zach Galifianakis has this theory too. He's the same way. He's like, why, you know, you can be comfortable to success. I'm, I'm going to butcher that quote because that's not exactly how he put it. I'm paraphrasing. But he, mm-hmm. he was the one in my head where he said, you can be comfortable to success. Like, you can you can be, like, th- this idea that you have to be uncomfortable or this idea that you have to continuously grind, which, I, don't get me wrong, There's I'm in chaos. I'm comfortable within my chaos. So I guess it's a perspective thing, right? Yeah. But but being, like, you can you can also do that. There's no There's no actual 
guidelines, you know, like that's why whenever I see people who get up, like I under, like if you're successful, if you're a successful person, right. And you're motivating, you know, this mo- you're giving us this motivational speech and how you became successful. And that is grinding. That is your way. And that might resonate with a lot of people who are way too lazy and don't grind at all. Right. Right. But to me, I grind because I'm again, I'm a struggling artist trying to make it in Los Angeles. Right. So there's a gr- happening. It's not your grind. Mm-hmm. It's my grind. Right. So I, you know, so so your ideas aren't necessarily working for me. What works for me is people who, um, and this is counter kind of counterintuitive to uh, to a lot of people's belief, is straight motivation. Mm-hmm. Just like no, you know, just. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? Les Brown? You ever heard of Les Brown? Mm-mm. Les Brown had, dude, that guy. You know, his and it might sound simple. His 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 uh, and it might sound a little woo woo, but you know, he the way that he talks motivates me because it um, it's just straight motivation, right? Right. He, how to do anything, right? He's saying, you know, hey, if you fall on your, uh, you know, if you fall on your back. And you're looking up at the stars. If you can look up, you can get up, you know. Right. And so, like, uh, if Joe Rogan was to hear that, he would go, "Well, what has he done?" Or you know, if Joe, you know, he would be like, "Cause he's not grinding. He's not grinding." That straight motivation does a lot for me, mm-hmm. you know. That that uh, you know uh, he you know uh, Les Brown said um, some people are so negative that they have to walk into a dark room just to develop. Yeah. And it's that simple, that simple stuff that you know, like that, that motivates me. When I think a lot of a lot of people, they believe, you know, getting up and grinding, grind, 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 work out, never stop, go, 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 motivates them, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need that. Maybe that works for them. But for me, it's that straight motivation, like that, that that gets to me. If we're talking about motivation, right? Right. I like. I want to hear that. I want to hear my friends. Uh, you know laugh whenever i tell a joke or whenever a crowd laugh i guess maybe now that i'm thinking about it it goes back to that uh that instant gratification Mm -hmm. if you all you have to do to motivate me is to go matt you can do it and i'll be like you know what i freaking can you know but i got this so that i'm very simple in that regard but uh but yeah what motivates people is completely different and i hate it when people blanket statement right you know gotta wake up at 7 a.m you, or you got to wake up at 4 a.m., you know, but trust me, there, there are days where I'm like, you know what, I, I want to listen to that guy because I might need to work harder. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'll turn on a I'll turn on a Jocko Willink. Have you ever heard of Jocko Willink? No. So his his whole Instagram is just painted. You know, I, I, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, you know, yeah. um, perspectives, you know, I like listening to other people. Like if you have a if you have a perspective that doesn't quite agree with me, I'm more inclined to listen to you. Right. Because, you know, I, that, that might give me something. So Jocko Willink posts a picture of his uh, his watch. I think it's like four thirty every single morning, right? Dang. And he's up. At, I can't do that. That's not me. <laughs> That's not. How, I get eight hours of sleep no matter what time I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I get eight hours of sleep. And if I have something to do that morning, right? The next the next morning, then guess what? I'm getting six. So, you know. And that's one day. That's one day. And then I'm going to be able to. You know, they, I know that the next day I'm going to get eight. Yeah. You know. And if you know, so. So I'll be like, ah, it's okay if I get six this time. I'd prefer eight, but, you know, that's just, that's just me. I guess, you know, eh, again, man, I'm an enigma. I don't know. No, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Maybe we should 
we're all enigmas. Like it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. Like, you know, like we all wear t-shirts, but they're all different sizes, you know? And the same thing goes with like, you know, being creative. Like there's all sorts of different techniques that are out there. And it's just like, kind of like how we uh, were mentioning in the beginning, like, you know, mixing and matching, you know, whether that's in, in, in like, like painting or whatever you mix colors, although everyone uses the same colors, you use it in a different way. Or when it comes to like magic tricks, you know, you have like similar magic tricks, but if you, you know, adapt and, and mix different ones, then it becomes like a custom thing for you and it fits your personality. It fits like what you want to do. And I think the same goes with like being creative. Like you can learn from different perspectives, adapt those things and see what works and what doesn't. And you kind of have your own custom customized way of doing things. And yeah, so like I, I kind of like, I appreciate the, the, the perspectives that people have that they bring, but yeah, I definitely, if they make it a blanket statement, like this is how it works for everybody. It's like, no, that that's not true. Like you, you have to have an open mind. Otherwise I feel like you're being, you're probably being biased or you're not being humble enough to see past the way, like the way that you think about things. Like, you know, just because it works for you doesn't mean it's a blanket statement for everybody, you know? Right. And, you know, that's the thing about like uh, uh, Jocko Willink and David Goggins, right? Which are two guys who are up at 430 every morning and go, go, go. They're not necessarily artists, right. you know, like, like they're, they're, they're not, cre they're, creating content they're being creative right mm -hmm. and i guess in a way, like they're being creative in a way that they can maneuver their they can move their business forward and they're being creative in the way that that they can you know with their job like like we were talking about earlier right they're they're like we can go about it this way and that's their amount that's the amount of creativity that they need for that day you know right but 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 you know like that's not gonna work unless i'm in my military mindset man like because i do have a like i would say at least four times a month where I'm like, you know, I'm militant about my ideas, you know, like I'm militant about my schedule rather, mm. you know, where I gotta be, you know, I, I want to go into that structure for a minute. And then, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's that third part of the brain, you know, I guess that I've, that I've, you know, neglected other than two times in this podcast. Um, yeah. So that's, I, I don't know. Man. I don't, I, like I said, I don't get this world. I just live in it, you know, yeah. I'm so far. <laughs> so far behind sometimes i feel like i'm ahead you know some people looking at it would be like you know what matt's ahead and i'm like you know what no i'm just being lapped you know and then other times i'm like you know what i am ahead you know no 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 i am ahead i got you know i got i got so and so 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 blah, 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 whatever it is you know insert insert whatever it is i have there that other people don't I, you know yeah but, yeah but, i definitely feel but, that my dad said that once. I never stopped saying it. He goes, I'm so far behind. People think I'm ahead. Yeah. I mean, the world's just crazy enough to where that actually does make a lot of sense. Like, I don't know. The example I can think of is like, think of like trends, you know, how do they happen? Like, it's not like the person decided this is going to be the trend. They did it. Sometimes it just takes the one person to do something completely original and random that other people start jumping on that trend. Like, you know, TikTok's very, that's why I think of it as just trends on TikTok kind of happen that way where one person does one thing randomly uh, to them. It's kind of crazy or maybe just nonsensical. They don't think nothing of it. And all of a sudden it becomes like this whole like trend, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, what's weird about TikTok too is I don't know. I, I don't know what's a trend in what, um, what the algorithm's pushing. Yeah. Right. To me specifically, 
Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so many trends that I ate a taco upside down, and then I started getting tortilla videos, and uh, like in my feed, and a whole bunch of like Mexican cuisine and fiestas and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that that was a trend, you know. And then uh, I, I see a lot of people using food wrong, but there's so many people on TikTok, right? That I don't think that that was necessarily a trend that I created as much as it was. I was the guy who did that, got popular for it, and now I'm being pushed all of these tortilla videos, and and they're they're shoving that into my face to continue to do more. I don't know what is you know. So maybe it's a trend to to how many of the population, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can tell you that. I can tell you that I got like over 2 million views on that on TikTok alone. I wow. have, I was tagged in a, uh, uh, a thing on Instagram. It, it's a page, great page, by the way, called So Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's great. And it, it, that'll give you some real insight uh, as to, you know, the person who runs that thinks about Mexican culture. It's fantastic. <laughs> and um, uh, I, but they posted my video and then that got, I like, close to 2 million, if I'm not mistaken, wow. likes, right? Likes or views, I forget. And then, you know, so many people have made stitches of that and so on. But that's not like, like, I mean, literally, I can't even comment and reply to everybody who made a stitch of that video or a, uh, a duet with that video. And, um, uh, but, but how much of that, like, that's, even that is a small population, right, of people. Right. TikTok alone. That's a country. <laughs> it's a yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's the best. Yeah, it's a great. Or way to more than it. one country, depending on what you know, kind of countries you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah, all right. Let's call it Russia, right? Yeah. That's freaking. You know what I mean? Like, that's still not everybody. You know, like that. You know, so, so am I being pushed? Just what the algorithm wants me to see, or have I created a trend? Or do you look at it like I created a trend that? a gigantic like with such a big group of people that that has become a trend to the people who know about that trend yeah and was i in podcast because you uh were let's let's for for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. hoax into the idea that i uh uh am am more popular than i am you know what i mean (laughs) or or what is this that we're looking at you know because this is a phenomenon to me and i'm starting to i'm what did people in the freaking seventies do, man? Like you think of Jimi Hendrix, right? Uh-huh. Like everybody knows Jimi Hendrix, right? Like right. was he friend? Because not ever. Like, I mean, he must have been the biggest thing in the freaking world in my circle of friends. Because if I say Jimi Hendrix, everybody knows who it is, right? Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know what this whole fame thing is, man. I don't like. I'm, I guess I'm trying to, you know. Like I was walking down the street. This is this is a true story. I was walking down the street, and a guy took a picture with me. Uh, because I was the guy who ate the taco upside down, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so out of the millions of people who saw that video, right? I had a guy take a picture with me. And I'm not tooting my own horn, right? All right, because beginning of the, at the, I'm I'm just trying to figure this out, right? That guy took a picture with me. What were his motives? Because you know, and and uh, what was because I I did that like I did that video totally dirty, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I did. I did all of that dirty. So what was he thinking? Did he think it was funny? Or did he think it was, uh, uh, here's this crazy dude who ate a taco upside down? Or what were, you know, what was he thinking and why did he want a picture? Was it just because of the popularity of the video? Or was it because he, like, was he thinking about it the right way? There's so many things. 
And there's so many perspectives and this world is so crazy. It's so gigantic and the people and everybody's per perspectives from here and here. I want to know it all, but my brain can't handle it, you know? So I don't know, man. Again, I went off on a tangent, guys. But if, if that doesn't show you who I am as a person, then, you know, I guess I'm a I'm a dedicated overthinker who's very confident in the fact that I overthink. Yeah, no, that's good. Or and that's good. You recognize it, too, like because like um, I feel like most of us, most people suffer from like overthinking, especially like creative people. Like we're just always like thinking this and that thinking to the next thing when we should just be focusing on the thing ahead of us. Um, I mean, that could be a blessing and a curse for sure. Um, curse. Curse. <laughs> well, sometimes it's a blessing because um, sometimes you think about so many things at once. Like, you know, like me, like I I guess in technical terms, maybe I should just focus on one thing. But, you know, I'm doing TikTok. I'm doing all these things. Like, so are you. You're doing all sorts of multiple platforms. And, you know, because we kind of like like jumping to the next idea or doing different things and, you know, kind of thinking ahead. uh that kind of gets us ahead you know it means that we have more stuff that's put out there to be potentially discovered or or whatnot and i think that's that's really cool and you know just being able to recognize that you overthink things i think is is important um yeah you need to understand how you you operate you know to be able to like like i said before like you know customizing the way you create things or how you schedule yourself because if well, you don't I'm understand yourself you you're you're not going to be able to you know, make, I don't know, make things. I understand that I'm a mess, you know, mm -hmm. like I understand that I'm like, like a pile of contradictions. And I know that like that, that I'm a pile of feelings, which leads to contradictions because uh -huh. sometimes I feel, feel that way. And then, and then if you look at science, science is so like cut and dry, really, you know, I mean, right. Uh, you know, they're like, they're like, yeah, gravity is it, it. What goes up comes down, boom, mm -hmm. it's, you know, and, and then you got theoretical science, which is trying to figure out the next cut and dry thing. And I'm also in, that, you know, like theoretical science is basically like, here's a theory. We don't know if this is exactly a fact yet. We're going to get it to a point where it's going to be uh, undisputed, you know, undisputable until we get more knowledge. And then, you know, things for 50 years, you know, 50 years is going to be this good. And then next thing you know, something's going to turn it upside down on its head. And then and then that's the new thing. And then everything's got to catch up to that thing. And then that's going to be undisputed for 50 years. And then, you know, so, so anyway, the, 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 I mean, I'm dove in on both worlds, man. Yeah. I really dove in on, on the theoretical and the cut and dry world. And, uh, you know, that makes up for a very, uh, crazy looking person. Right. Cause I bet uh -huh. you like people are going to watch this and they're going to be like, this dude's a nut. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Some days I feel like it. Yeah. You know? And, and then other days, other days I'm like, you know what? I'm very composed because I'm happy inside my chaos. So yeah. who, who knows? man? Freaking knows. I, I have no idea. I just live. I just live and I do think about it a lot, but I also find that enjoyable. So is that wrong? I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I think that makes sense. Like, uh, cause this is something that like I've learned, like, growing up and stuff like having conversations with people um is like you start to like think try to think about things in their perspective like for me you say you're like you're like it's like chaotic and this and that and maybe it doesn't make sense but like i think the more i've thought about it, the more i think it makes sense to me is because you know like if you're a comedian and you're trying to you know you have to make jokes and things like that 
you would have to be naturally already like um, perceptive of like other people in the world and other different types of things. So, you know, like I can totally get why you would think, you know, you'd be able to like think about all these different things all at once is because like you kind of have to do that if you're like on the fly, like say you're doing something more um, like like free free. Uh, what's the word? basically on the fly like you're making up a joke on the fly right and people are like how do you come up with that so quickly you're like i don't know and like my brother was even he's he's the jokester of the family he he said he told me like i think last week or something he's like yeah like people would always ask me like how how did you come up with that he's like i don't know it just popped in my head so i said it and hoped it was funny and you guys found it funny so that's good and so like you know that's just how people's minds work like sometimes they're able to think of things really fast quickly because they're able to connect dots really fast and in different ways and they're just mind operates like that and so i think like for you it makes a lot of sense like just considering like what you do um you know I, I can understand why how what you do as like a career is also reflective of how you are as a person how you think yeah i mean i i'm glad that you can see it that way because i look at it like a big ball of chaos you know <laughs> like I you know, but it's like, it's my chaos, so I guess I love it, you know? Yeah. It's like, like having a baby, right? Right. You're like, this baby is jumping off of very high things on a very shallow ponds, you know? And you're like, I can't, like, I can try, you know, I love it for who it is, you know, but it, he's going to hurt himself, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's like, he's a, he's a big old nut, but, uh, but I love him. So that's how I look at, you know, just my life in general, which I, I, I think makes me happy. It definitely, well, I mean, it definitely makes me happy. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm sad person you know and uh you know like i'm not that that artist who's you know cooped up in his room and just uh you know just dark and mysterious i'm light me, you know me <laughs> just kidding <laughs> on the cooped up in my room part <laughs> at least right yeah, i guess I, I mean in a sense i get no no i can't say that i'm cooped up in my room all the time I, there because uh, you know like i'm doing a podcast right now inside of my room but i i, I use i live in the living room you know, like I'm yeah. in my live all the time. And then whenever I do stuff, then I come in here and then, uh, you know, I don't know, dude, I guess I get exhausted from people sometimes and I got a lot of roommates. So, yeah, you know, I'm like exhausted from them and I got to come in here. But the majority of the time I want to be around a bunch of people always. Right. And then I want and I want my own place to go and uh, recuperate, like regather my thoughts and, uh, you know even though that doesn't always make sense. Right. Yep. It's a, it's a cluster F. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely what it feels like most of the time. Um, and like, I think that's, what's really helpful to me too. It's just like, uh, for me, this podcast has been a way of like, I don't know. It's why I try to like tell like family and, and friends about it because I'm like, Hey, you want to get inside of my head? Like, listen to these conversations I'm having, like with other people that are similar. Cause, like, sometimes I feel like, like, I know I'm not alone, but like, I feel like maybe sometimes friends or family not might not understand my way of thinking or like the, the types of things that I'm trying to pursue in life. And they don't really understand the scope of what that means or what that's going to look like. Um, and so they kind of see me as like an anomaly or like, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think that's why I really like having like a podcast is being able to like, kind of peel back the chaotic layers that is the 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 brain of someone who's like creative you know i think that's that's always good and, and for me it just feels so good to have like something to kind of showcase that you know or kind of like 
try to make sense of it, even though there's no way to make sense of it. Here, here's something. Uh, I don't mean to get deep, right? I'm kind of scared. Oh, we've been to... deep for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in the deep end. Yeah, it's, this is to to me. I'm trying to be a little less deep. This whole conversation, you know what gotcha. I mean? Be- okay. I will get into that. So, so to me, I guess again, I'm comfortable in these in these deep waters, you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, but let's let's go deep, deep, right? Okay. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to tell people to watch what it is that I do because I'm afraid that I'm going to rub off on them, right? Like, yeah. Because I I know that I know that I'm not for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and my, the way that I think is not going to work for everybody because not everybody's way of thinking works for me. So. If you try to get into my brain more, that might change your perception in in a negative way, which is what I don't want to happen. If I change your perception and like, I'm not trying to, you know, you, 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 I'm nobody's role model, man. Right. I'm nobody's, you know, I'm afraid that if they dive in, that I'm going to make them, uh, I'm going to give them something. And I guess it kind of sounds egotistical in a way. Like, I'm afraid that I like, I'm afraid that I'm going to give them something to think about that they shouldn't be because they seem happy where they're at. Does that make sense? Like you don't want to disrupt their yeah, like, I don't, happiness like, or reality. Right. So, okay. Uh, a great example is um, musicians. I have a lot of musician friends, right? Uh-huh. And they ask, like, Matt, what did you think about the song? And they get mad at me whenever I tell them, Hey man, I'm not going to tell you what I think about this song because I like your music. Right. I like your music and I don't want to disrupt your thinking. So even if I don't like this song, if I tell you that you're going to change, you know, you're going to you're going to change. Even if I don't like if I don't like the song, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I don't like that song. Well, what if they what if they have like a lot of trust in what it is I enjoy and I don't like that one thing? I don't want them to change how they think because they put out music that I do enjoy. Right. Right. Just because I didn't like this one song, I don't want to change your whole perception and then and then have you change something that I enjoy, right? Right. I just did one, so I don't tell musicians or artists necessarily. I'll tell them, you know, that if they ask me what my favorite is, I'll tell them that, right? Okay. But I'm not gonna like like a, a friend of mine. This legit happened, and you know, this is how it's happened with my musician friends forever. And uh, you know, I've lost friends because I won't tell them, right? <laughs> I'm like, like, what do you think about this? It's always the same answer, right? Right. Because I'll vibe my own. But in, in real life, I go, yeah, man. Dude, it is. It, it just, it, it is. That piece is. Right. right? And, uh, and I, because I don't want to disrupt their, because if I really like their music, I don't want to disrupt their thinking, right? Because mm-hmm. just that, that one piece wasn't for me. But if I tell you that, that's going to disrupt your thinking. And then you're going to stop thinking the way that I've fallen in love with your music for the way that you think. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something. Now, if you're a comedian, that's a little bit different. If like, I'll tell you, I'll be like, um, you know, like, uh, like, you know, I don't think that this part was funny. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the whole idea is funny or, you know, like you gotta be a little bit rougher, a little, I think with the comedians because, right. you know, like, cause if, if I don't think something's funny, I'm going to, I'll say that. But again, like I'll put it in such a nice way that I hope it doesn't change your, you know, perspective because I like there's a good chance that I like where you're going with it. You're just you haven't hit the nail on the head. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's too much fat in the joke. Right. Right. 
Like you ever listen to like a setup to a joke and then the punchline doesn't pay off? Yeah. Right? Like you can cut that down a little bit, I think, and then you can get to that funny a little bit quicker and then it would be timed perfectly. And I can try to help with that as much as I can. I try not to, right? But if I feel like something's a little bit too fatty, which is the the, the most of, you know, the problems that I see with jokes, you know, is they're a little bit too fatty, too much fat on the steak, you know, not enough steak, a little bit too much fat. Right. I can help you out with I can help you out with that as a, like a painting is like something that I, you know, I like if I, I'd have to feel it. And again, I don't want to change your perspective. So if I'm not feeling it, I'd be like, it is man. Right. You know, so I, it, again, with comedy, it's a little bit different and, you know, not, not much, not much. I guess maybe I'm just more educated in that, in that field. So I can probably give a, an educated opinion. Right. Yeah. You know where, so, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just more, educated on the way that maybe you structured something maybe if, if you came up and asked which most comedians don't to be honest with you mm-hmm. right i've asked me what you think about that bit and you know it, it, and and i'll tell them you know if it's got a little bit of fat it's got a little bit of fat but i love it you know right. or uh or i'll just be or you know or if i'm like i i don't want to disrupt this person's thinking i just go hey man it is it is and i i like it so yeah. you know and and i'm sure whatever your brain is going to go to i don't want to be the one to take you off of that track Right. So I think I think that like this is the way I've thought about it cuz like I I do understand that, but I think in the way that I might disagree with that would be that um cuz as someone who's gone to like school for art, uh critiques are really important like and obviously like how you feel more comfortable like you would be more comfortable like to give like a critique a bit I, I guess because like in your field like if you're critiquing another comedian like you feel validated and like giving them that thing because you have a more um, like educated idea of what they should do to improve their jokes or, you know, things like that. And yeah, um, I think like also in themes and like things that like don't uh, like as far as like music or something or something that's like outside your field, like I, I think it's important. It's like a a creative disruption, uh, not in like a bad way, because the person who's responsible, like, say you told one of your, your music friends, like, hey, I didn't like this. Um, like, they they hopefully should understand um, that whatever they've asked of you is subjective. Um, and they're just kind of trying to kind of basically throw out a hook and to see, like, what people are, are responding to and what they're not. Not that it would yeah. change them as, like, for who they are, what they make. But, like, as far as, like, whenever I received art critiques, even from people that weren't really artists i still took that with a grain of salt being like okay well that's what they think and i'm and i get to choose whether or not i follow that or not um but again i'm not gonna like let it for me personally i'm not gonna let that change what i do i'm just gonna like if it's important or something that's valuable i might apply it just like any other perspective like in this case in the podcast if you're like not like sharing your opinion or something then it almost be like well i want to change your mind but it's like that perspective is is helpful. It's not that it's going to disrupt me as a person or who I am, but it's something that if there's something important there that I think is like valid, then, you know, you can apply it to your life. You know, I like that thinking. I like the idea that because it, it, you take it with a grain of salt if it's not how you feel, but maybe I can show you something that you maybe I can enhance it. Yeah. And you can, you can feel it because I'm limited right? in my per, in my perspective. And when people ask right. you that, they're not like, oh, I want to change who I am or, or everything. But it's like. I want to see if there's something I'm not noticing here that I could improve. Like that's genuine improvement as as human beings, you know. 
And I know, yeah, but I know a lot of, and this is, I guess, where it comes from seemingly. Because me, I do the same thing. I take it with a grain mm-hmm. of salt. I'm like, like this thing, I, you take it with a grain of salt. And if you if you apply something, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I like that. Then I'll roll with it, you right. know? Like, I'm like, you know what? I do feel that. I just didn't, I, I didn't see that, that angle, mm-hmm. right? But I know a lot of artists, man, especially musicians. They get real bummed out, you know, like real bummed because, you know, they, 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 they just get bummed out and you can tell that it changes them. Mm-hmm. Right. I have, I have like a, uh, like, I don't want to get into music because I don't want another thing. Uh, it's just like the same reason I don't want to get into cooking is because I have those two things. Music and cooking are things that I enjoy that I'm not monetizing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not, I've, ter- I've already turned things into making money. Right. I've turned magic into making money. I've turned comedy into making money. And uh, and I'm happy t- to do that. Uh, but I don't want me listening to music to be I don't know. I, I don't want uh, cooking is a better example. I don't want to turn my cooking into, into something that I want to monetize because I want to be able to do it and, and just have fun with it. Right. Right. And I feel and, and the same thing with music, you know, but whenever you have a, like, I feel like some sort of obligation to like, if you're trying to do this for a living to, to, to tell you something in every way that I can to try to help you. But I, I seriously just, I'm locked on the idea of not wanting to change your mind, you know? And I'm afraid that a lot of musicians, at least my musician friends change their minds whenever I give them criticism. Right. Hmm. And I, I, a lot of that is geared to, to them trying to monetize their, their craft, you know? Okay. And I guess, I guess that, that like, I don't want to jack up your career because I know the, I, I know what it is. I know, you know, I, I, like, I don't want to change your way of thinking because if you're making some sort of money, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of like a, it, like I, I see the business side and I see the artistic side. If you want to talk like, if you're just like an artist doing it on the side, I guess I'd be a little bit more inclined to, to give you some, some criticism because you're doing it on the side, you know, you're not right. trying to, you're, but if you're trying to monetize it, it'd be like somebody like so. If you know, if if Gordon Ramsay came in and gave me criticism on cooking, I would, I'd, I'd love it. I'd do whatever he said. Yeah, you know, because I'm not trying to monetize this, so I'm a little bit happier with that, you know. But all my musician friends are trying to monetize it, so if I change their mind, maybe what if what if my critique makes them less money because of the critique that I gave them because they took it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. I don't know. It, I kind of threw in that monetized thing that was probably made yeah. muddy. It kind of muddied that that idea, but that is how mm-hmm. I think. It's like, you know, it. I don't. I don't mean for it to get all distorted, but right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a better way to approach that. But anyway, so yeah, I think like I, I. I don't know. I almost feel like it's almost like it, it's one of those necessary evils, where it, like to us, like the perception of like oh, you know, altering someone's, like, you know, ability to, like, maybe have had more success if we didn't, like, give them a critique or something. Um, But I almost feel like it's kind of necessary where it's like, well, maybe they need that. Maybe that is the thing that, you know, being, if they're open and and ready to hear some sort of criticism, like, you know, you can always throw out there, oh, I don't want to, like, change your style because I really do like that. Like, I think that's probably an important part of it maybe, too, if, like, you ever did give any feedback like i like i really like this but this could be better but you know like obviously i think with just the whole genre or whatever there is they're going for like it's working it's just that's just subjective so take of that as you will but 
Like, yeah. I feel like it's it's kind of almost necessary because, like, maybe they're trying to monetize it too much to the point where they lose their originality, right? And I've experienced that a lot, too, in some of my videos and things that I've done where I'm like, that didn't really feel like me. That felt like not super authentic, which I don't know. Like, I try to strive for authentic authenticity, but, like, at the same time, a lot of times I feel like I could be, like, I'm almost like a different character sometimes. And so it's like... I don't know. Sometimes it's like maybe they have to have that realization where they take it to a point where they're like, I'm going off of this crit critique criticism from somebody. And then they realize, oh, this is not where I want to be. And then it leads them to the next thing of like, oh, well, now I know for sure I'm, I don't have to focus on every critique. I can just do my own thing and take what I will from, you know, And I feel like that comes with with time with artists and any genre of, of art. Like they they have to kind of learn how to take criticism. And I had to learn that, too, in college. It, it felt like a personal attack and you felt like you, you know, you had to conform to whatever style that the professor wanted or whatever. But then you slowly start realizing, no, that that's not what that means. It just means that, yeah. you know, like it's almost like a necessary mistake. So I feel like maybe those friends that do experience that, that take it too much, too much to heart. Like that's almost a necessary evil that they have to learn how to take critiques for, for what they are, not for like verbatim, you know? Right, right, right. And, and I, you know, I, I think I know more that do it that way than don't, mm -hmm. but I guess, I guess I'm just trying to look out because I don't want, I don't know, I, you know, I just sound like a broken record, but I don't want to change their, their opinion because I do like their work and the way that their brain is going, you know, right. I know that, I know that, you know, maybe, you know, maybe saying no, I don't care for this too much. will get them on their horse and maybe they'll try harder. Yeah. Right? But also, you know, also in this world full of like, and this is another perspective, right? But in this world full of put out as much content as you possibly can, mm -hmm. right? Like they put out a bad song, they put out a bad song. They'll, yeah. they'll with another great song or, you know, something sure. else that I'll, you know? So you can look at it from that perspective too. Again, man, perspective is such reality. And, um, you know, all I can, all I can really say is, is like how I want people to uh like if i do something feel free to critique right mm -hmm. because i know i can take it mm -hmm. but i know a lot of people and i try i try to be as good, good of a person as i can to those people you know because i know that their brain has taken them in great directions before i don't want to be the guy to take you know what if i just just disrupt your thought process oh that would be terrible i've had people do that to me and but you know what i did in hindsight I threw their ideas away because I felt that they, it wasn't working. Right. You know, I tried them. I was like, I don't like it. Let's get rid of it. And back to square one, you know, or, you know, back to what I, what it is I was doing, you right. know, and then and ran with my brain anyway. So maybe they would do the same thing eventually, but, uh, but maybe not either. So I, <laughs> I don't know, man, maybe you just got to get to know people. Maybe that's the trick. The trick is to just be like, Hey man, are you soft? Or are you, uh, you're kind of hard about your, you know, your, uh, uh, creative process. Do you, you know, really maybe, want maybe critique or do you just want compliments? <laughs> right. Do you want me to, you want me to baby you or do you want me to, because I'm, I'm all right with that, man. Because again, I feel like freedom is and chaos. It's crazy. How freedom and chaos are just side by side. Right. But, um, yeah, but it's like, what are you, what are you looking for, man? But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the trick. The trick is just to get to know people better understand and then whenever you're like really tight with them go hey man your music is fantastic but this song is garbage my mm -hmm. friend 
So I, uh, who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, sir. Dude, yeah. this was fun, man. Yeah. I mean, are we, are we, uh, we wrapping up? Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is just interesting conversation. I didn't want to, like, stop the flow of it. Well, we do. Again, we could do this as much as you want. If you want me to... <laughs> I'm I'm all game, dude. I uh, you want to see a trick to close just for the heck of oh, it? Oh yeah, for everybody. Of course, else? I would love that. All right, cool. Let's see, I'll, I've uh, I'm sure I've done this one for you before, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for everybody at home. Here, I'll show you this. This is a very uh, we'll call it a very Republican deck of cards, uh-huh. right? Very Republican esque. But if I kind of give it a wave, right? You kind of give it a wave like this. You can kind of change it to blue not just that card but you can actually change all the cards blue nice that's sick all, except for one one card and guess what i'm gonna send that card to you my friend telepathically uh-huh ready take a look huh. i just sent it to you okay. what's the first card Ed? uh i'm not very good cards but four of hearts Hmm. Is that is that a card? I don't know. I'm not good with cards. Mm-hmm. All of the cards turned blue except for the one, right? Uh-huh. The crazy thing is that one card is the four of hearts. Nice. <laughs> That's wild, right? Yeah. But now I have one red card among blue cards. And if I blow like that, I can change that card blue. And now I have a full deck of 52 blue cards. That's wild. So, guys, if I could wrap this all up, uh, all of those ideas, right, I had no contribution. I just took a whole bunch of ideas and I put them together. And that's my routine. So Mm -hmm. we can go full where you know these are a, a whole bunch of magicians from Darwin Ortiz to to uh, 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 Jay Sankey to, to these these brilliant minds, and then I grasped them and I put them all into one routine, and that is my routine from all of those different outlets. Just like every you know all of the different colors in the rainbow that create new colors and new shades, and bada bing, bada boom. That's amazing. Full circle, buddy. Yeah. It, it just goes to show you can you combine ideas and like that's how you start off doing creative things is just being inspired by other other things or other people and and letting that influence your work, you know? That's awesome. Um yes, sir. Somebody if somebody out there one day goes, Hey, that looks a lot like XYZ's routine, right? I'm gonna be like, you know what, man? That's gotta be parallel thinking because I've never seen that done before you know so you know and then you know what i would do with it and this is what i think every great artist does i'm gonna throw that trick in the trash or i'm gonna throw that piece in the trash and i'm gonna because i know i'm creative enough to do more right to do better to something that no one's ever seen before so i would get i'd get rid of that completely Mm -hmm. so that's the way that i think about it man yeah i completely agree it's great i had a lot of fun yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate being able to talk to you and get to know you even more. Um, 
it's been a great time. Um, but thanks everybody for listening or watching wherever you are. Um, and, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. <laughs>